Hey guys, before we get started, this episode of Beer and Other Shit, the podcast is brought to you by High Season Co., a social media agency with over a decade of marketing experience who are crafting the way brands are perceived online. These guys aren't just marketers, they're liquid enthusiasts, craft beer nerds, hip-hop heads, and Gary Vee disciples. So is your social media looking tired? Are you having trouble getting to your customers? High Season can make it happen. Check them out, highseasonco.com. That's highseasonco.com. Now let's drink some beers. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Are you a brew head? I'm a brew head. Y'all a brew heads? Yeah, we brew heads. So pour a glass of craft beer. We can do this. Yeah. What's good, y'all? This is C-Certified Brewhead, and welcome to episode 93 of Beer and Attitude, the podcast. And this afternoon, it is a sunny Wednesday. We're on a patio. We're in a plateau, and we are here at Reservoir with Dominic, co-owner. Mate, what a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Pleasure's mine. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. What a spot. We've looked at this, like, I've only been here a couple of times, and I've always walked past and seen everyone having the time of their lives in this yep. patio. It's and, a- uh... Now we have it to ourselves. Absolutely. What a what a time to be alive. Great neighborhood. You know, the sun is shining. It's beautiful. Having a beer. Yeah. It's perfect. Fantastic. First of all, cheers. Cheers. Thank you very much. Appreciate Thanks for, it. Thanks uh, for being here. Pleasure. Now, what is this one, man? Oh, this one is a, uh, it's a, you know, blonde beer. Could be called a Kolsch, I guess. Uh, in which we fermented with uh, fresh rhubarb. Right. Yeah, exactly. That is so it's very light, very crisp. Yeah. Uh, you got like all the aromas, uh, the fresh aromas that is brought by the rhubarb. Right. This is like just a sunshine beer. I thought, you know, That's a perfect could, way to uh, start. You know, exactly. What's the ABV on this? This is. Um... Uh, you're around 4.5. Yeah. 4.5. 4.5. Wow. And uh, I think that like also you got like a nice kick in the back from a yeah. bit of uh, bitterness, a bit of uh, like uh, lemon drop um, lemon, yeah. uh, hops in the back, so here you go. Lemon drop is the actual hop. Never even heard Absolutely. of it, taking some notes here. Absolutely. Lemon drop hop, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, this is phenomenal. Thank you so much. I love it, man. Thanks. Um, so this place, I didn't even know where to start. So basically, I guess, I'd like to get your beer story, so how you personally got into beer yeah and then we can get into uh into the place itself how did you get into it well first is like it's uh, i started working here way back and then uh eventually I, i'm more into the restaurant industry okay had two restaurants before coming here in montreal yeah absolutely what, what were they uh one was called la salle à manger and yeah, the other that. one uh, was called Hotel Herman, which uh, closed about uh, a year and a half ago. That's the wine bar yeah. on uh, Saint Laurent. Yeah, restaurant, wine bar, uh, some people say. Everyone kept saying go there, and I don't know what happened, we didn't. Yeah, so my background is more into, uh, I would say, wine, natural wine mostly. Okay. And uh, obviously kept uh, all the knowledge I, 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 I learned here uh, by working here a few years back. Right. And uh, always was interested in beer, and by coming here as a, a co-owner, uh, got really involved in like in in the brewing process, and as as a, as a witness, uh, as opposed to a brewer, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so that's a bit how my brewing experience uh, came about right yeah so you're not uh, like sort of more just like a a fan of beer initially yeah exactly okay you know like beer because beer is a is a popular drink Uh, now it's become more um, I would say 
complex yes. and uh, following different uh, processes sometimes also, mm -hmm. mixed fermentation and also the idea of having a beer that represents say a place and a time. Yeah. Uh, that's also something that I'm very interested in. So uh, basically like also like Reservoir is also a, uh, a neighborhood pub, you know, Yeah. Uh, always had a kitchen and um, so there's also a, a flow of beer that we need here to just like quench people and you know like brew the beers that we've always brewed because we have a very uh, loyal clientele right and so uh, and and then on the other side we also fool around with uh, you know mixed fermentation and yeah. whatnot so I saw they had the barrel program uh, yeah, happening now absolutely since uh, almost two years now okay uh, there's eight barrels in house so uh, cool. we can age some beers and uh, and also collaborate with good friends of ours most of these collaboration came from the restaurant experiences like right. honey makers uh, winemakers, um, uh, you know, like honey, honey winemakers. <laughs> right, yeah. so not the typical like breweries collaborating with other breweries. Well, yeah, exactly. So it's also nice to just, you know, work with people you like, you yeah. know, and, uh, and, and exchange and, and talk and, and drink, you know. It's, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. So you guys definitely, this is, though, I had a lot of questions because I always looked at you guys as like exactly what you said, the neighborhood brew pub. Um, I had so many people. The reason why I reached out to you the other day, funnily enough, a follower of ours from Vermont was here, and they, I don't know, we post pictures and ask a question. They were like, "Oh, was that Reservoir?" And we drank this. I'm like, Reservoir? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm happy. I'm trying to talk to everyone in Montreal, and I was like, "Of course." So, like, you guys definitely have that rep. Like, people are coming from Vermont. Like, they specifically mentioned you guys. Seriously. Um, which I thought was that was That's an interesting great. thing. I had to be someone from you know out of the country to, That's great. to remind me that you guys are five minutes down the road. Um, so I was never really, I always felt like you guys were um, like of that neighborhood style and maybe not so much like deep in the beer scene. I guess that kind of explains. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why. Yeah. So yeah, it took it, it took a while. I think we uh, also like, you're mentioning Vermont is like our neighbors. So it's, we also have a bunch of friends down there, mostly like uh, from the kitchen, I would say, from serving, from wine, from, uh, and, that makes sense. And uh, so, obviously, when we moved here, we told uh, we told a lot of our, of our friends in Vermont to, 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 to come down. That's where you can find us right now, you know. Right. So uh, it's it's, very, it's perfect. I remember every time I ate here, you guys had like a very exceptional food as well. And I guess that speaks to the Vermont, you know, that food to table. They take food like yeah, really serious out there. No, exactly. I mean, beer and food is. Uh, it goes so well together and it's beyond beer and cheese you know like yeah. it, like beer can be so fine uh, and just uh, as as wine you know and so complex and delicate and it can be like it's it's got like such a vast spectrum of uh, taste layers you know it's, yeah. it's it's crazy so yeah it's it's and it's also like something um uh, like some people are starting to make excellent wine in, in, in Quebec. It's it's rougher. I mean, the, the, yeah, the weather is, is is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so with beer, it's you have I guess a little bit more control on, on what you do. So mm -hmm. like you can like working it with food, 
can also become interesting in in, in Quebec. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's it's great. Yeah. When did you get involved in Reservoir? Then, as far as on the ownership side. Uh, in the brewing, you mean, or? or just in general? Like, so yeah. you weren't always, you were only a relatively yeah. new owner, I'm assuming. Then, yeah, yeah. since we so uh, we came about here, it was uh, November 2016. Okay, so yeah, coming up on a year and a half. Yeah, two years now coming up. Okay, yeah, exactly. So when we came here, actually, what happened is like we um, we kind of. Uh, uh, made some reven renovations that allowed us to uh, have more beers on tap. Nice. So we went from eight beers to 12 on tap. Fantastic. And um, so we have smaller tanks, which allows us also to experiment a little bit more, you know, like go in, 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 in places the reservoir didn't go before and now is going. Right. And also we're kind of, you know, um, fooling around, like I said, with a, a, a barrel program, if I can put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So in-house we have eight barrels. And um, so that makes the beer uh, at Reservoir, um, I think, to to a level that the beer scene is at right now, yeah. you know, and like we're, we're up to date, you know, and uh, definitely and, and having fun, you know, so yeah. It's very cool, man. Like yeah. this is like, exception this thank you so fantastic. much like, thank you so much rhubarb in and of itself i always find such an interesting added like adjunct because it's like a, it's like a weird bit of celery yeah but like this is like fruity and bright and like you said maybe it's the hop yeah and and like i love i'm i'm a sucker for like the opaque haziness i really like that in a beer and i like i just checked the the beers that i'd had here before and they were just there were cream ale, I think, a wisen and something else. Like standard type of stuff. Yeah, so I, exactly. Even just looking at your menu now, yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. And now you've sort of positioned it. I'm like, okay. Because you guys definitely have made that change towards yeah. the type of stuff. Like as a, I feel like this is this was always a place I could bring my, um, what's the word? New, be, pe friends who aren't beer drinkers traditionally, yeah. like uh, like yeah. beer yeah. nerds. Yeah, yeah. But then I'd still be satiated enough. And now like this is like speaking to me. You guys have got like sour IPAs and bread IPAs and citra and like milk stouts and yeah, dope lagers and stuff. And now something like this, like I love it, man. Well, it's thank you. Cool. I mean, rhubarb is just like, what do you do with rhubarb? Like I was having this conversation earlier with, oh. uh, with my colleague right here. It's like, oh, so this is what rhubarb um, is made for you know yeah <laughs> just for me because if you want to you know chew on rhubarb it's kind of harsh and like you have to dip it in in sugar or <laughs> mix it with strawberries yeah. or whatnot you know yeah yeah and like for me it's like just the aromas like like it's it's a very kind of deep uh, flavor aroma but yeah it's and even the color it looks like peach yeah it's just like a nice hue huh it's just so smooth and yeah. balanced. Like I don't want to keep going on about it. This is like, are you bottling this or anything? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, like right now, absolutely. Yeah. Um, we. Oops, sorry, I'm close to the mic right now. No, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, Get in there. We're we're aging a, a rhubarb beer a, with uh, wine leaves from Pinari Fee. Nice. In a stainless steel tank. So because I wanted to keep like the um, you know the um, like wood gives quite a depth yeah. to beer and stainless steel is uh, it doesn't breathe like uh, oak will so right. it's, it's just like 
keeps all the yeah, it's gonna keep like in. the crispiness and uh, so I don't even know like how how long we're gonna age it for, but uh, it's okay. it's there and uh, working uh, doing its work uh, in a tank That's right sick. now. So yeah, it's cool. So let's talk about the barrel stuff then. We <laughs> yeah. have a couple of the bottles here just to yeah. show. Like I wasn't even sure that you guys did bottle, and I do, like I love this design. Like the minimal <laughs> like thing is just so sick. Thank um, you. Do you want to tell us about these two specific ones we have here, which yeah, I brought them? Absolutely. So the one you have uh, yes. in your hands right now, um, Fred, uh, Simon, uh, and um, Pinarifi is his uh, winery. They're based uh, out in the Eastern Townships okay. uh, since six years or so, and um, they decided to plant the uh, the, the the northern. Um, Varieties, some nor northern varieties of grapes uh, in their vineyards, like northern uh, France, northern France, south of uh, Germany. Okay. Uh, so they have like obviously Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, Dornfelder. They have Riesling. They have um, they have uh, so many. I think they have eight or twelve different varieties. Right. And uh, so this one right here, it's called the New Vin because they made a. Um, they made like uh, in the idea of Beaujolais Nouveau. Yeah. They made it Vin Nouveau. Okay. So uh, they gave us uh, their lease of uh, of Vin Nouveau. So we called it New Vin. You know. So perfect. Yes. There you go. It. So it aged for uh, four or five months in a in a oak barrel. And uh, so then we just bottled that, and uh, yeah. yeah, there you go. It's the the story behind this one here. And uh, next to um, next to it here is the uh, we call it rose miel. Okay. So uh, you know, like, uh, like pink honey pink or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, this one here was made in collaboration with um, Desrochers, okay. uh, not apiculteur, but uh, he's a he's a honey winemaker. Um, Les Fermes Apicoles des Rochers, to be more That's precise. Really yeah. Where are they based? They're well. based in Fermeneuve, okay. which is uh, about a three hours drive north from Montreal. Three north, wow. Yeah, exactly. He works with his uh, <laughs> brother-in-law called uh, Anissé des Rochers. Okay. And uh, it's like a kind of family uh, intertwined businesses, you know. So right. his uh, his brother-in-law makes the honey. Okay. Uh, and she makes the honey wine. Right. So, it's uh, like a so, mead. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So in this case, he made a, um, a mead called uh, Bise Rosé. Okay. So it's made with uh, raspberries. And once he bottled that, he kept the lees and he sent them over, and we made that, that beer, which is, I guess, we couldn't just call it. A, it's a, originally was a blonde beer, but it became pink because we also added a bit more raspberries on top of, of what his. The, what was it? And on the lees, this has a lot of character. Yeah, it's got like this kind of uh, kick of like it, it puts you like off balance at first, <laughs> but then it's it's light and crisp. It's got like this. It's whiny, and it's uh, it's got uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, like the raspberry. Mm -hmm. It kind of melts into the the whole thing, right. and it's not up front. So it's just like laying in the back. So it's really nice. Would That's you like sick. to uh, open one of those? We could definitely do that. Yeah, or both of those. Yeah. I'm not scared okay, at all. I'm gonna have to get a. We we'll got some cold ones. Yeah, absolutely. I'll keep it going in the meantime. Delicious. Delicious. Yeah, honestly, like this is. Phenomenal. This is like the quintessential. Yeah, like rhubarb is meant for this beer. It's so smooth. Mm. 
it's just so smooth and it's got like a nice like uh, like a bit of kick um, I'm gonna put smooth in there as well keeping the nose I'm just so impressed with this one um, and just even compared to like I said like I'd only had like a cream ale a wizen and there was another beer I'd had from Reservoir before and it was you know like standard stuff so this is like blowing my mind do you reminds me of maybe the, the Bali Days um, uh, apricot Kolsch a little bit nice so, do you guys ever gonna um, like considering like packaging the like the regular kind of beers as opposed to the like something like exactly this beer because this is something I could drink very often. <laughs> this is uh, the thing. The thing is uh, because of the, uh, the like the uh, volume, the legal, right? the legal. Oh, you don't have the packaging uh, aspect to it. You have to like contract because it or we something. we would need to have a industrial permit which we don't have. Oh, okay. So to have that, you need to be in a industrial neighborhood. Right. And uh, so we're not allowed, like, they just allowed us uh, about a year or two ago to uh, be able to sell these takeout, pr like, as uh, in the same time as the growlers. So, uh, Are you doing growlers too now? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. How's that going? It's good, you know, People like, it's uh, sell a few growlers a day and, uh, and that's it. People like that because they just live next door and they, or if you're at, Someone coming out of town from out of town, you can bring one back home. Do you sell the growlers? This Do you sell the growlers themselves? Yeah, or, or yeah people absolutely. can bring in their own. And no, we don't because of um, like MAPAC uh, regulation, the uh, hygiene and uh, you can't sanitize uh, the ministry. Like no, yeah, exactly. We'd rather just use our own, the same volume. Um, you know, like you bring you bring one back, and we give you a fresh one, and you know, it's gotcha. it's a, it's easier to manage because here is like. Like storage-wise, we're in a bit of a, a you know a complicated situation. So, right. so there you go. So, which one would you like to try which first? Which one's which one's uh, better to do first? In which order? Like, uh, I think we should do this one first because this, the, this the yeah fruit, this right? one's got a bit more. Uh, it's more like uh, I would say cutting uh, cutting edge. Look at that. Yes. There nice. You go. So this was just remind me what uh, these are. Uh, th this is a beer that was uh, laid on um, on Plain uh, Nouveau leaves from Pinarefe. So I guess it's just like a Smell kind of a, a fruit salad of uh, <laughs> great varieties, you know. Okay. So there you go. Here you go. Thank you, kind sir. <laughs> Very welcome. All right. Definitely got that uh, wild fermented uh, flavor in there. Cheers. Okay. Hey, why not? Cheers. Santé. <laughs> Santé. Santé. <laughs> oh hell yeah, that's smooth, man. I like that. Okay, let me write this. Oh, you know, you know the drill now. I explained to Dominic before, guys, about the photos. Oh yeah, he knows the drill. <laughs> Perfect. All right, so this is the uh, okay, perfect. So new van. The new van. Yeah. What's the uh, ABV on that one? Whoa, I think this one reached um, seven point two. Is it seven point three? Seven point three. Okay. Do you feel bread or or not? Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of bready. Yeah, like it's got that bread funk for sure. A little bit. Hmm. Huh? Like it's there definitely. Yeah. yeah. What What do you? Is it like in? Like purposely soured, right? Like you used, uh, do you know what they used? It's just like, I guess, lacto and brett that got yeah. involved and, and obviously the wine leaves are wine uh, acidic leaves. themselves. Um, super crisp, super smooth. Like, 
sometimes the the funk beers uh, or the wild fermented ones is aren't always like this is really well blended like thank you because like also like I mean there's like I'm not an expert but from what I've read in books it's just like the beer when you age it it has stages where at one point sometimes they just after like around nine months mm -hmm. they go through a, a very weird stage where you're you're better not to touch it and wait to let even, it go yeah let it go yeah and uh, so by aging it like four or five months i think it just kind of it's like kind of also playing safe i would say with with it you know like still like uh just like the good stuff works inside and yeah it's like you know right uh the right moment uh, yeah you guys actually i said the word blender but you guys aren't blending really are you like no it's just, no which is even more impressive because usually we, you'd have the old and the young and you'd yeah but these two like at one point we thought maybe try giving it a try blending these two together yeah but then we said like no let's just like keep it this is this is what it is it's got it's it because we thought like this is has a lot of uh, like character, like that that Bizrosé character, and we right. like, do we want to kind of, you know, make it subtle or not? And then we just ended up like, oh, I don't know, it might overtake this too much and like take away that wine. Uh, yeah, and then we, we like we wanted to have like two distinct beers, also, you know, like it's yeah. This is exceptional. Do you guys have the same uh, brewmaster as you did or head brewer as you did uh, prior to you taking over, or it's a new? Yeah, universe? absolutely. Nathan um, Nathan McNutt. Is, we uh, yeah, we met him uh, earlier. He's been here since 13 years now. Oh, wow. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. So, what <clears throat> did something change? Like, did, did, you, did something in the way the approach to the beer change with the ownership change or even prior to that at all? I, I guess, like, when we came, when we came here, at least, like, my approach to coming here was also I, I want to let's brew beers that I would like to drink, you know. Right. Basically, so we gave that a, a little bit of a push. Right. Obviously, so kind of switched up a little. It's like uh, these, like my friend is doing this, and I heard about that, and I tasted this. So like <laughs> so I want to try everything, you know. Right. So we started fooling around, and like Nathan is so experimented, you know. He's like on on the. Uh, uh, biology of, 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 of wine he's, he's, he's amazing right. you know so for, like bring my I, like he could make my ideas kind of um, like come to life yeah exactly and, exactly. and well yeah exactly it's just like this is um, the, the two like even though we're only on we're two in like it, it's smoothness of both of them like, these are ex exceptionally well made beers thank you and I, I, I didn't have really any expectations and like, like I said, you guys have been doing the traditional stuff, so I didn't expect to see a menu this eclectic. And then on top of that, some barrel-aged stuff that's like fire. Yeah, it's great. Well done, man. This is great. It's great to have that, yeah. So Thank you, guys, you. So you guys haven't been doing... Because um, I think that's one reason maybe you aren't front of mind for, say, beer nerds. Um, you guys don't really participate in like beer festivals and stuff like that? Um, or do you here and there? Well, we, we like it's it's kind of weird because you're not the only one that started so, coming here, even though you knew we were there before, and, yeah. and so we're like the some people are reaching out to us right now. So we're but so something's happening. Probably next year, I think we'll be more. Um, I think we'll be more involved. I think you know, like uh, it, it's just. It, it, it just sudden, you know, like we're, we're making new friends. <laughs> we have winemaker friends. Now we're starting to have like beer making friends. Right. So it's, uh, yeah. It's actually cooler that way. 
Yeah. Because you're coming from a different perspective. Yeah. And you're bringing in a different sort of attitude and approach to beer, which makes your product unique. And then when you come and collab with the beer guys, like you're you're all of a sudden this entity that's completely like come at it from a different way. So then you'd be attractive to the other brewery. Like, man, this is sick. Like, you guys could do something really fun yeah. with other breweries because it's a really cool beer scene right now. Yeah, I feel Montreal like it's, is, yeah, uh, exceptional. Is, is very effervescent and it's got so much to offer on yeah. that level. And and Quebec, like the province of Quebec and and Canada. And I, I was reading. I think there's. There's there used to be like 60 brewers in uh, in Canada back in in 1990, mm-hmm. and now like it's like, like now 750 right? or something like that. It's pretty solid. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 amazing. I think it's a it's a worldwide uh, phenomenon. Yeah, and it's great because uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean it's nice to see what people can do with with beer and and yeah. whatnot, you know. And I guess coming from a wine background, yeah. I guess it's probably more interesting to you now because maybe beer traditionally wasn't as fun. It was very straightforward. Yeah. And now it's catching up and arguably overtaking wine as far as experiment, experimentation and like things you can do. Totally. Has that, has that been interesting to you? Yeah, to... no, totally. I mean, I, I think, um, like, again, like, wanting to make beer that represents an area and say like okay like you want to use this ingredient mm-hmm. in, in your beer because it grows right there well you can and uh, it's uh, that that's how it works I think coming from the restaurant perspective again it, like Mark Alex the chef here our partner was at Hotel Herman like that's how we worked in the kitchen you know right and the whole restaurant scene uh, seems I think I don't know like which came first the egg or the the chicken <laughs> but it seems like the, the brewing uh, industry is, is is kind of inspired by the same things as the rent restaurant industries right now right. You know, it's 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 very seemed, hand in hand yeah yeah absolutely you, when you uh, when you were working in the restaurant did you have any focus on beer or was it very much a wine I mean Herman was a wine bar of course but were they did you have we had a beer list at uh, at uh, Hotel Herman so uh, we, we had like you know beers from France uh, that we kind of brought here also we have a few guest beers here uh, Brasserie des Voirons in Savoy uh, we had um, we had some Boone also from Belgium oh, you yeah, probably Boone. yeah we yeah, had nice like stuff. right now we have um, the Black Label nice. Boone, Boone Black Label oh. um, Brasserie des Voirons what did we have we had a. Um, have you heard of uh, Fried Guys beer culture? Fried Guys. It's a German-based brewer that you know works like old styles of, of uh, like German? German beers, no, like uh, smoked beers and and pears, and uh, also Brasserie Thierrier. Okay. Um, we had that. Um, you know, we had a few like uh, like a nice but eclectic European. Yeah. Like yeah. not just locals. Oh, because I mean. Uh, locals, because we we thought having a beer at uh, at 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 the restaurant that you can have at the convenience store next door. For we had like a wine list <clears throat> with private and port, so beer uh, wines that you could not have at SAQ. Right. And the beer list was a bit the same, you know. 
We want to say like, if you're gonna come to us, we want to offer something that you cannot have everywhere. Yeah. So that's how we kind of brought up this little beer list uh, together, and um, so. Uh, and then if you want to go on the American side of uh, uh, the brew world, uh, it was more difficult. There's not much American beers here as far as, as I know like so far because it's really hard to get the, end, the product ends up being on most more expensive side, I would say. You know? oh, yeah. And so no one wants to go in this direction that much because also like you want your beers to be uh, drank fresh. Depending on the style, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the main problem with America. Yeah, exactly. But then we had the Hill Farmstead also. So you got that? I was about to say, yeah. I know Larry's has that. Yeah. It's around the corner from where you were. Yeah, Hill Farmstead. I, uh, it's like mad pricey though. Yeah, it's mad pricey, but... Oh, it's Hill Farmstead. It's best in the world. Right? So. <laughs> you don't have to fight with anyone like... Yeah, like, like oh, you have Hill Farmstead? Bottles? Okay, I'm going to have one. Yeah. <laughs> How much? I, I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> did, you get, did you have that regularly? No, but it's only so much coming in... Uh, in, uh, in Quebec that, you know, you just grab whatever, the, whatever, whatever comes through. Whatever, yeah, exactly. How, how does that even, like, get in the here? How, how does, like, how does one get Hill Farmstead for their restaurant? Like, is there, like, a it's import Because, company, yeah, or? it's imported. Yeah, it's imported uh, privately. Okay. So, uh, so it goes through SAQ and... Uh, and so it you sits have on the, the shelf for three months and... Yeah, no, I think, I think uh, it, it does not no? sit on shelves uh, that long unless no? you want to put it in your cellar, you know, like... Well, I know that, like, dudes are telling me for... Um, we friends with the guys at Dunham Brewery yeah. and they got a festival in August. Yes. And uh, Fuduni, which is yeah. going to be right up your alley. They Absolutely. Got, like, you going? Yeah. Oh, dude, it's sick. They, <laughs> they said they got six beers from Cantillon that's never left Belgium before. Yeah. Out of control. Seriously. Um, but they were saying... I was talking to the guys from Twin Sales in Vancouver and they said that they had to send their beers three months early and they weren't ready. They had to like have them fermenting in kegs waiting here because the SAQ requires <laughs> three months uh, beforehand. That's why I mentioned wow. three months because what they told me that in order to get their beers legally, I'm sure you could drive it over and sh whatever, yeah. but to do it properly. Uh, Risky business. Yeah. Well, yeah, they require three yeah. months. I'm like, if it's anything but yeah. Like if it's an IPA or, or maybe like something's like a bit more chill, like it needs to be fresh, good luck. Yeah. But for, you know, the funkiest stuff. Exactly. I mean, this, like these type of beer, aged beers, I mean. This will be fine in three months, but I think even better. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if they, they could age and be good in four months, well, I mean, unless you, you take real bad care of them, like, I mean, yeah. they, they'll be good in, in a month after for sure, you know, yeah. like yeah, that's that's for sure. So yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Foudrini is uh, is such a great uh, event. I mean, yeah, uh, it's insane. Yeah, I was I was just in uh, at Cantillon uh, about two uh, two months ago. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, it was great. Um, I Everything, mean, uh, like whatever you had there to, for taste, it's just like it's, it's crazy because it, what, what's weird is like how he works in an urban environment. Oh yeah, it's like in the city. Yeah, I mean, so he's got like his walls are like where it stops you know like you, you can't go any further than that you know I think he told me he has like 200,000 bottles there or something like Jesus. that and the way they're stacked together there's not this even a like rack crazy. they're just like <laughs> like that and uh, I mean the, the whole setup is just like you know like for for someone who works in the brewing industry is it, it's just uh, it's just amazing yeah. you know it's uh, to, to see the cool ship how it's where it's at on the third level in the attic almost you know right 
and and the the, the mash done is just like just such a simple kind of mechanism but yet it looks like almost like a kind of a military kind of a piece of device you know okay. like it, it's uh, it's really really amazing yeah it's great like it yeah I still haven't had Cantillon at all I don't no? know why oh, I'm not I'm looking at this why I'm keen for food uniques I need to get yeah. that I need to try it yeah I heard I read a story recently that was talking about um, how they got popular they got popular because of the US did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. Like they were about to go out of business and then yeah. someone from America tried them and were like, yo, we need to bring this back. Yeah. His fa the Jean, Jean's father, I think, was the one who uh, almost uh, got out of business. And uh, well, I mean, also like the, um, the, 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 the phenomenon of, of, of brewing just like also. So the timing, right? Yeah. Good timing for, for mm -hmm. like, I guess the demand of beer and also Americans like their spotlight was on them yeah and uh, it's just crazy how much a, a bottle of of Cantillon gets sell on on uh, sold on on, on the like, the like black market, market trading yeah. market you know <laughs> like it's I, crazy you can buy a bottle mm. of Cantillon for 15 euros at uh, the, a local uh, beer store in in, in Brussels Isn't that crazy? And, but buy it like for a uh, hundred dollars on, on, on the <laughs> web you know or something like that so we're lucky we're we have a Cantillon here so uh, you have it here uh, did we get it? We're gonna get it soon. Yeah, we right. just got our allocation. We're gonna have like something like 48 bottles or 50 something right. like uh, yeah, what do they go for? Uh, like they're more expensive than they used to be but uh, But they're in good hands because they're privately imported by by like serious importers right and so that's great take care of the product yeah yeah exactly take that's care of the great. product and uh yeah so we'll have uh, i think we'll have uh five different uh varieties of, of his beers amazing do you know so, when that's going to be so we can ah, that's, that should be soon i think i don't know like with saq with saq yeah. you never know you know oh, that's, right. that's so the could thing be yeah. yeah well maybe this will this will be out in two weeks so maybe would it be before <laughs> then or after two weeks i'll probably? tell you let us know we'll let y'all know <laughs> that's sick man because it's not it's something that like Someone told me the only, it was like vice versa or something, I think was the only place that really had it. I didn't know it was anywhere else. Yeah. So uh, that's really... Yeah, yeah. We used to have it at um, at Hotel Herman a little bit. Uh, right. We had like two, because it was um, it was imported by, uh, for, for a very short period of time, it was imported by uh, Trou du Diable. I heard that, that's what I did here. Yeah, yes, because yes. I, th I think they're, they're good friends, uh, the original uh, brewer. Right. Uh, and... Uh, before it was sold um, and uh, so he he said like if you need your beer to be uh, to be uh, in Quebec uh, it'll be a pleasure and then it was like you had to fight to have them you know like almost yeah. you know it's like yeah, I I want some, I want some. <laughs> whatever you want to give me I'll take it you know okay <laughs> that's amazing yeah, it, was, it was great it was I like great. that they're going out of their way to continue that coming in here because yeah. it doesn't happen so much in like say Toronto or love I feel like because of the Belgian focus and the Belgian connection yeah. with Quebec or Montreal specifically, yeah, like we, we're very lucky here. We get that type of stuff a lot yeah. more. It's uh, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. very cool. Um, would you say you guys are influenced by that type of style? Because like based on your menu, I feel like it's definitely more of the North American yeah. type of stuff. But then this is extremely like uh, yeah, more to that. So no, exactly, exactly. I mean. How can I put it? I, I, I like if it's made with good intentions, 
and well made with a product that is uh, is respected or made with respect mm -hmm. I'll have it you know like yeah. like to be honest with you what I like is fresh crisp dry that's what I like you know and yeah. age like I like complex I like acidity I like a nice session IPA or you know like and you know a good pilsner that's sharp and crisp Hell and yeah. you know like I mean I'll drink whatever is 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 made you know it's gonna sound cheesy but made with love you know no to be I, uh, to be honest I with you I feel that bro yeah I feel that yeah. I like that you guys are doing um <coughs> excuse me I saw it in the fridge downstairs you had like any like you doing northeast IPAs and you're doing sour and you're doing like but like you know Vienna lagers like you've got like a really and then of course barrel aged stuff it's like a really nice eclectic balanced menu um, that you seem to have curated here which is very very cool man would you say then coming from the wine and restaurant world what come what how do you approach it is it like beer first and then pair that and then like alright we've got these beers let's make these dishes that match with it or is it the other way around like we want to make these foods and you're like alright we could do this kind of beer that'll work well like mm -hmm. you work with the brewer and the chef and stuff yeah. how does that um, we don't really work with the kitchen. Like I, I've never really got into pairing that much. With you know, beer or with, with, with food, like with food in general. It's just Not like, even like wine or like I think it's too um, autonomous um, uh, departments. Huh, you know, okay. there's a food and there's a beer. Yeah, but obviously, as as we we work. Like, um, Macalex will work with seasonal and local products. Well, we're like obviously, like, grain most of the time will not be local, but you know, like, yeah, no choice, yeah, yeah. But but then you want to drink a beer that's in, in the idea of the season. Of if we're gonna put an ingredient inside, well, we, we want it to be as local as possible, you know, like, at the time being, of course. So, it works more like this way and I think ultimately in the end you, you kind of reach somewhere in the middle sometimes you know like uh, as opposed uh, as uh, uh, not as opposed but uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, it, it will just blend together at one yeah, point yeah, yeah. you know it'll, it'll, it'll reach at some point so there's, an, there's enough of a variety on both sides mm -hmm. that you could have any menu any sort of item on the menu and mm -hmm. be like oh, that'll go with it type of yeah. thing and because you have such an eclectic beer menu that there's mm -hmm. enough of a variety that it will pair with pretty much anything you'll make is that well I mean you, you can always find something on the beer menu that will pair with, with the food, with the food. It, it, be it as a, a bottled beer or a draft beer or or what what not right and uh, yeah so uh, okay yeah. I was curious cause, because yeah, like, I know it's a good that, question like, though wine bars yeah. are like because you've got such an interesting like perspective on it and it's not typical and I think that's what that's what's gonna that's what makes you stand out it's what makes you sort of different in the most positive ways because like a, like beer people come from a beer world and kind of approach it in the beer way but if you're coming from a wine world and I, I would assume and correct me if I'm wrong yeah would a wine bar were you, how did it work at home and then like were you like there was pairing I'm sure I'm sure there'd be some yeah because wine is definitely built more on pairing than Totally, beer is right. Yeah, totally. I mean, at hotel, some people would ask us. Ask we had like quite a um, an elaborate wine by the glass menu, also. Like, and it, seriously, like anyone came on, it's almost like 
taste something, we just right. open a bottle, basically, and we're like, hey, uh, I opened this, let's uh, let's sell the rest of the bottle by the glass, you know, and it could work so that way. And uh, so a lot of people were like, I'm gonna have this, what would you drink with that, you know? And then you have like this table that you have a party of six and, and, and they all order different dishes. And someone said, okay, so can you pair a, bo a bottle with that? You're just like, you know, like, <laughs> Never this like is that. where I think it doesn't work, you yeah. know, like you're just like, if you have a good meal, have a good bottle of wine, you know, and, and if it really is a disgusting match, just finish your meal and yeah, then drink the and then water. Drink the, wine. You know? drink the water, <laughs> sparkling water, god damn it. Never really thought, I don't think there'd be, a, like, it'd be pretty rough to get a disgusting match almost, so I feel like it's yeah. almost like, I mean, the things that probably would be more optimal than others, yeah. but I'd say it's not like, it's never bad. Yeah, but sometimes also, intellectualizing too much about what you eat like for me is like well we're here to have a good time you know we're like let's let's yeah, have like, fun you know like fun, whatever yeah let's chill out yeah. let's relax you know yeah, guys it. <laughs> what are you most passionate about wine food beer like do you have like a, a passion that you would say that drives you more over the others not not to dominion like to, to minimize the others but yeah. Do you have something that's like, yo, like, I'm a wine guy, I'm a, like, you know what I'm saying? Do you have anything like that? No, I would say wine and beer, to be honest with you. No. Like, the, and, like, I think the process is the passion, I think, more than the end product, you know? Like, hmm. the, how you get there is, is actually, yeah, I think so, yeah. It's a great answer. Yeah. And I think you're right, because that's what it is. It's really about, like you said, the love. I know, like you said, it's cheese, but it's kind of true. You can yeah. taste beers that are just made for the sake of it. Yeah. And, uh... Like you said, everything we've had so far is, is just smooth and fantastic. So, yeah, I, I, thank I totally you. get it, man. Should <laughs> thank we bust you so much. This one? Yeah, but you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna yeah. go and get uh, this one under well, the sun. Is it? Not, it not a got good idea. a little warmer. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna get a fresh one. A fresh one. <laughs> Perfect. No worries. Have a little, little more, more taste of this. This is great. Pardon? Of the bottle? Oh. Of my phone. Sorry, guys. This is this is fantastic. I am uh, enjoying life right now. How good is this uh, patio out here? Amazing. Is this like fire? Yo, this is gonna be a new spot. I just didn't realize it was this dope. Yeah. What is our problem? It wasn't like this. No, it wasn't uh, like. I think it was definitely cool before, but it was much more straightforward. Yeah, the beers were all like standard, but this is like like. I'm not bullshitting because for the podcast, like, this is fucking exceptional. I like a cream ale and stuff. Yeah. Cool. It's phenomenal. We're just saying, like, we're. Uh, we're gonna uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. This is like, uh, because it's literally five minutes down the road from us, so it's uh, very, very convenient. Oh, yeah. do do? We're at. Um, uh, yeah, Park the Park Morial. It's like literally like wow. ten minute walk. That's ten perfect. minutes casual walk. So it's like, this is the hood. Like, and funnily enough, we always find that we always go north. Yeah, like we go into Milan more than yeah. we go into um, plateau, like plateau, and I don't know why because it used to be the other way around. Yeah, but I feel like it's in the winter. It's a kid, like it's like hell no. Yeah, but now in the summer we're just yeah. trying to get out the house as much as possible, and like this is like everything I want in a in an establishment. Um, it's a great neighborhood between downtown and my land, and uh, I mean, like what I like about this neighborhood is like how eclectic it is yeah I think my I live in the Myland too Represent. I love the Myland you know like I love how the trees are like how 
It's beautiful, you know, right? It's got a lot to, to offer. Yeah. It's, uh, you have like a park avenue that's you can buy anything you want, you know, like from wherever you want. Yep. But it seems like people that live there sometimes stay there. <laughs> yeah, but also they their uniform, you know, like there's a specific, you know, Myelin yeah, exactly. We're here, like whatever you want to be, like. Oh, you mean like a uniform is in like the skinny, yeah, I mean, skinny art, jeans and any uh, type of artist, you know, and yeah, any yeah. type of person. Yeah, I, th I it's think a little different. It is definitely different. Like the plateau and Milan definitely have a different vibe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Here used to be like this shit, you know, like back in. 2000, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. The shit like, or shit. The, the shit. shit. Yeah, yeah. The shit. Everyone like, says that. Yeah. yeah. And because they, they, there was like this big road work that was From done uh, here on Saint Laurent. Oh, Saint Laurent. Okay. Here was a hole. From, I think, at least Rachel, or if not like, and up to Sherbrooke. Okay. It was a hole. Like the whole place. Oh, sold. they just dug it up. They dug it up, changed the pipes, then. You know, they, 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 they put it back together and then next year it's like, oh shit, we forgot this. And they come back and do it I again. I think it was the gas tubes, you know, the gas pipes. They real forgot. Was like all the, these businesses. And meanwhile, my land was like, yes all sir. Right. Cashing <laughs> in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Bam. So it got like, and then Ubisoft and you know, like. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's, I think, why my land is, like, uh, is where it's at right, right now, you know. Yeah, it was like when we first moved here, we moved to, well, we, we came here for the plateau when as a tourist, like coming from Toronto. Yeah. Um, it was always like, everyone was like, plateau is where you need to be. It's when we researched all the stuff. It was before, and I was into beer and I was doing the reviews, but not yep. this. So we went to all the places, didn't have a clue what was going on because it's so separate, Ontario and yep. Quebec are other worlds. And we'd lived here for a year and then we realized, hey, like, we went, too like, we're too, we were like deep, like Papua New End. Yeah. Not realizing, not being French as well, it's super French that end. Yeah, it's, it was cool, but it's like, like oh, then we discovered, pardon? I mean, where we were was like Sherbrooke and Papineau, like by the park there, and was like, you could walk 10 yeah. minutes south to the village, yeah. or you could walk 10 minutes north to the plateau. Yeah. It was like in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it I was get, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Kind no, of no, no, absolutely. And yeah. then we discovered Myland, well, Tiff discovered <laughs> Myland, like while we were there, and we're like, yo, we're moving to Myland. <laughs> and now it's like, you can't get us to leave the area. Like if someone's like, hey, come to St. Henri for this, we're like, uh, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'll drive to Toronto, but get me to go yeah. to St. Henri. Like, uh, yeah, there's an underpass there. I wouldn't yeah. go further than that. You know? <laughs> if I have to get on a bus to go anywhere, if I can't walk there or take a big seat, it's not happening. I think Plateau should be at least four neighborhoods, you know, like, it should it be could, four eh? distinct neighborhoods. Like, Milan is one, like, just right Should've, there. Yeah, you know? it's of itself. And then you got Milex, which is almost yeah. arguably barely a thing. Yeah. Because there's not enough going on to call it that. Little Italy, but it's like that yeah. little tiny bit, like yeah. But then here, I guess you've got the south of Montreal, kind of uh, Saint Laurent area, down to Sherbrooke, probably be yeah. one. Then I guess you've got east of Saint Henry as well, and uh, of the plateau. You mean? Oh or? no, no. Okay, you. I was saying like you break the plateau up about into. Montreal, yeah. You said you want to break up the plateau into four neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think one of them would be this yeah. part, like south of uh, Saint Laurent down to maybe Sherbrooke. Yes, exactly. Then you go east of Saint Laurent from Montreal to like somewhere through there. I don't know where you would probably stop. And then you might be able to explain the rest. Yeah, exactly. I mean, where else would I, you? I would like, I mean, because right now it's it's like what, Iberville, I think, to Hutchison. 
Sherbrooke, Sherbrooke to like Van Orn? Yes, that's a problem. Because when I looked it's up, con- we're looking up condos, and I'm like, condos, plateau area. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you're in Deeperville. I'm like, that's Deeperville. Like yeah, you're like, oh, no, 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 you call plateau that's a mistake. East. No, no, it, it is. They call plateau S. I'm like, come on, man, it's not plateau. Stop that. Stop that nonsense. Though it is like it's kind of starting to get good. Like you know, Boswell's down there now. Yeah. There's a couple other things I forgot off the top of my head that are like. It's not that bad, yeah. but it's not like oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. where I need to be at. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You want to have like, oh, this place, place is full. We can go next door, you know. Yes, you know. Thank you. Yeah. Not yeah. have to walk another four blocks to yeah. the next good place. That's it. Yeah, I mean, I know we're spoiled, and I know we sound like pieces <laughs> of shit right now, but still, like, it's it's the only place to be, and this is why yeah. this is like, there's not many. Like that's probably a good 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 segue. There's not many like places like this. Like in Myland, there's a few brew pubs, like a few beer bars. Yeah. Depending on where you consider Myland, and then in in this area, like say this particular part, like I can't think of anything else. Except Joe. Well, um, like of this level of caliber, whether it's a brew pub or a beer bar that has an exceptional craft beer like list. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. I mean, there's bars that nice bars if you just yeah. like want a, a cocktail or just a, a good uh, ambience. I would say, yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah, you can find like good cocktail bars and 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 and, and for sure. Um, but I mean, what? Yeah, see, it, it's then you have to walk kind of far, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. To go, like you to go back up to my land. Yeah, like the Juicy Helm, Yeah, vice versa. Yeah, um, and even then, there's only those three kind of in that area, unless I'm missing something. I see Boaz there as well. Um, no, I haven't eaten there. I've only been there one time, but there's like yeah, that's, yeah on the corner, yeah. on the new one there. Yeah, um, it, you know. Uh, McDonald's, I, <laughs> I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I'm Switzerland, yeah. Sorry. It's a, it's facts. Um, yeah, but that, like, I, I guess it's kind of like, I still feel like that's a concentration. I mean, you could go as far as, like, say, Bruja on, like. Oh, but no, that's, that's Rosemont. So that's out of the area. No, no, Henrietta, no. No, no, no. It's my, it's, uh, my land. Ish, like yeah, but that's like a see, craft beer bar. It's a cocktail bar. Yeah, it's a dope bar, like you were saying with the yeah. dope bar beer. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's not craft beer. They had. You like, can go to Larry's. They have like a Larry's de- some good stuff. A, a decent beer list. They had like a lot of I mean, it's just like, like it's not exactly their uh, like what they're after, yeah. but well, great. They can uh, come beers. up with a good beer list, you know, yeah. like yeah, I, I would say. Um, but that's like that's, mm, this is what I can think of. Like, I think Sparrow had a couple of things they were trying to know a guy who works in. He said they're trying to like spice it up a bit. Oh yeah. But like I think they're in, in you know, not yet. Yeah. That's, that's kind of, and then I guess it's, it's spread out. The thing about Montreal, like trying to even try and do the podcast and speak to as many people in Montreal, like the concentration, because look how much trouble we're having naming some yeah. places in the yeah. area or, you know, like it's not the same as say Toronto where it's like, there's like 60 or something brew pubs downtown yeah. alone or in what would be considered the downtown area. Whereas Montreal, it's just, they're so spread out. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really know why. Maybe it's. I mean, the price of beer is can be hard to explain to a customer sometimes. You know, if if you're if they're not craft beer people. Yeah. I mean, people will pay forty bucks for a bottle of wine at a restaurant, for example. Which Without even usually, it's like that's the price that's it the starts. Cheap one. Yeah. Yeah, that's the price it starts at. Uh, Thirty bucks for a bottle of beer. Same amount of liquid inside your bottle, you know. Uh, some people it, like 
don't want, don't swallow that. You know, like yeah. it's 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 the maybe stigma. that also, and also the permits. You know, like make it if, hot, you, eh? if you want to brew, it's like quite a long process. You know, right. like permit wise, yeah. Yeah, here it's uh, a nightmare. I mean, you can be a beer bar if you want, but the depth has so many beers. So, like, what what are you gonna bring in? You know, you're gonna bring in imports. That's when it becomes expensive. You know, right? That's the thing. Like, so you, have to you can have yourself. like, uh, I'm, I don't know which brewery, like uh, Quebec brewery, but uh, there's so many. Like, if you go to the depth, it's it's just all For there. For a good depth. Yeah, pretty you much. You pay like pretty much two, everything. three times the price of the beer you have at the depth that you might want to drink at the park, also or whatnot. Yeah. You know, like that's I don't know if difference. that's the reason, but I, I think it it probably doesn't help. I think that's the problem with Quebec, though. Yeah. Is that it's, it's pretty much exclusively Quebec stuff that's available. Yeah. The only thing a beer bar can do, which I didn't really think about, it, and you're so right is to try and get the brewery only kegs exactly to be like all right well like you know vice versa is everyone i can think of that like i have one co-owner that owns dunham so they would get the rare dunham stuff that isn't packaged yeah. and isn't sold around the corner at peluso or whatever yeah so that's their differentiation and because they have that connection they have friends and they can get these rare kegs and then they had the cantillon connection and blah 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 so exactly it gives them value as a brewery or they're bringing in kegs from like far out in quebec but thing that frustrates me as a beer drinker here is that like I can go to Ontario I can get occasional Quebec stuff yep. but I can get stuff from everywhere there yep. but then I come here I can only Ontario stuff I can get as Bose because they had to hustle to even get in here but it's less attractive I guess in Quebec because I know I can get it there and it's just like the the, the disconnect is it's, it's so it's like these separate islands that don't want to yes. talk to each other yeah. for no apparent reason I know it's completely provincial laws it's, I know Ontario beer drinkers always ask me to bring stuff from Quebec when I go there and, and vice versa yeah. so it's not like a lack of wanting yeah. it's just that the, the way that the system set up yeah. is not uh, helpful I, th I think the system is trying to open up like lately we've seen With like growlers, different right? uh, laws coming in like um, not too far in time from each other actually yeah. <laughs> you're like whoa what's, what's going on there <laughs> I think because of the numerous new breweries putting a lot of pressure all together you know the power of the number I think yeah it, it becomes like okay well they're gonna have you know like also um, they're they're gonna modify the uh, the amount of ingredients you can put in a beer because you know beer is for ingredients and you know and I think legally it. I think that's what they tolerate or whatnot right. anyways like they're they're coming with new laws that gonna okay yeah you can put this and that in your beer I mean it, it doesn't make sense that you would not be allowed to do that you know right and just this and also restaurants uh, are gonna be allowed to sell alcohol uh, without you eating, eating. yes for example you know which is like seriously yeah that like, was the on. only place in the world that that does that that would you know impose that on you it's so ridiculous it's just like you go to Europe you go to States you go to the rest of Canada like you don't have to eat if you want to drink you yeah. know I mean so here was so like dumb. you had to have a bar permit uh, in order to be able to do that which is a whole other bunch and, of money you know we had different situations at uh, the restaurant before where yeah. you know like both of you come together uh, you join uh, Craig and uh, you already ate and uh, you don't want to have to you know eat twice you no. know and but no, you I cannot have, have a drink oh that yeah, yeah yeah so and explaining this to someone that comes from outside of yeah like, it was like 
Like, who decided that? Did you? No, yeah. not. Seriously, it's not me. It's not me, man. <laughs> Seriously. Like, it's awkward. Yeah, it's, it's really so awkward. Dumb. And the other thing yeah. that pisses me off yeah. as well, since we're bitching about it, that um, I hate that in Quebec, I, although you might actually have an answer to this, I can go to a brew pub, and I'm like, oh man, that's sick. Can I get some bottles to go? Uh, yeah. You have to go. But, and I have to go to a depth. Yeah. It drives me nuts yeah. because I, I don't, in Ontario, I don't go to the LCBO, I go to the breweries. Yeah. Because I want my money to go to them directly, not yeah. the, and LCBO, I don't trust them with a, you know, like I've seen like good IPAs, like hazy IPAs on the shelf. I'm yeah. like, uh, I just don't trust that they're handled right. Yeah. But you said I can, people can leave here and purchase this. Yeah. So you have like some sort of magic Absolutely, like loophole, or is it like you have a like, yeah, for us? It's a it's a breakthrough. I mean, it's so you have a bottle license. Now. Yeah, and 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 it's also like if you want to drink it in like also these aged bottles, like you can drink it in a month from now if you want. You know, like you yeah. don't have to. It's not drink. like you have to move it. Yeah, out the quick. growler is nice, but a growler like forty eight hours. Yeah, forty eight hours max. I think you know, like it, it's still like good but like obviously the gas will just leave you know and it's just gonna be like something else yeah so this like for me is uh do you want to try it yeah sorry yeah we're talking too much yeah Yeah, let's do it we're yapping and yapping um (laughs) okay so that's good so like just to to clarify because i always find this fascinating yeah um does the permit that you have with the growler does that allow you to sell bottles to go or how are you allowed to sell bottles to go uh, bottles to go, you can. Uh, there's not a specific amount of bottles that well, you like, can you can buy. Okay. But is the thing like, is, like you, like if you had, a, you know, a pub of your own, maybe you do have. I don't know. Like no, I do <laughs> you not. Don't. But if you did, you would not be allowed to sell it at your pub. You know? Correct. Yeah. Thank so you. Sir. There you go. You're Appreciate very welcome. That. You're very welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Again. There we go. Cheers, guys. So this is the, um, yeah, sorry, the what was this called again? Rosemiel. Rosemiel. Yeah, right. Rosemiel. Um, again, uh, blonde beer aged Ooh. on uh, honey wine lees. Wow. A uh, raspberry honey wine. And then we put a bit more raspberries in there. Um, we need that. You know the drill, Dominic. Oh, yes, that's right. You know yes, the that's drill. Right. Legend. <laughs> so more, I love this, it's fantastic. Thank you. This is so interesting, great color as well. I thought it'd be even more pinker than that. It's yeah. Like, it's like it came out uh, like it a really kind interesting of, uh, color. It kind of blended. Yeah. yeah, it blended well. Yeah, talk me through this one. So, um, I don't know, like to me, like the nose of this mm-hmm. reminds me um, of wines from yeah. Jura a little bit. Okay. Like kind of sherry wine as well. Uh, it's got like this kind of, mm. Cherry wine, okay. Yeah, like this strong kind of. I know in the beer world, it's it's gonna sound uh, like as a default, but oxidized type of wine, but okay. not like oxidized type of beer. Yeah. I would say, and uh, yeah, like also mm. like what they call pétillant naturel in the you know. I just the, wrote that pet nap. Pet nap, pet nap body. <laughs> yeah, it's like this like um chewiness. I don't know how else to describe it. It's like, it makes, it coats your mouth, it kind of dries it, but it coats it with this like, almost like a layer of something. Yeah. It feels like you can chew it. Mm-hmm. There's only very few beer. I had one the other day, I forgot what it was, that had a similar thing. I love it. Like there's a pet nap from our favorite winery in Niagara they did. 
and that was the first one we'd ever had. And like, what is this star? And I was going to say something else we had earlier reminded me whether it was that something else, but yeah, definitely getting that natural wine yeah. flavors from this. Absolutely, Sick, really ha happy about how it it turned out. What's the ABV on that one? Uh, 6.5 is it? 6.4. 6. 6. Good memory. Yeah, 6.4. Okay. Um, for me, yeah, it's it's it's, it's winey. Yeah, it's got like this uh, aftertaste of raspberry, but not overpowering. Yeah. Um, it, I, I find it very dry. I find it like very, yeah, very crisp. You know, That's somehow. Great. Because if it would not be crisp, it could be like a bit heavy, but like because of the the nose, I would like the the aromas. And uh, so that way, I find like it's another kind of summer beer. Yeah, can en enjoy like. Uh, yeah, I can tell Tiff's into that one. <laughs> Tiff's, Tiff's the wine person. <laughs> and it's, it's very much like the pet now, eh? Yeah. Have you heard of Rosewood uh, Winery in uh, Niagara? Oh no. no, is that the one you were uh, referring to uh, when yeah. you just said so that? Yeah. They just remind me of everything you're saying. They they make uh, they have a bee farm there as well. I don't know what I don't know what a bee farm is called. Eight. Uh, Behind, I don't know. There's like a name for it, like an aviary oh. for birds, like for the know. bee farm. Yeah, so they farm bees. Um, in French, is uh, apiculteur. Oh, uh, you mentioned that word before. Okay. Um, so whatever that is in English. Beehives. Are, that's a good question. Well, now I know the French. You word. just got me there. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered what it was called. So they have they they farm bees. Um, yeah. Lavender. They grow the grapes, of course, and they make the wine. Yeah. So they do very interesting styles, and they also just started making braguet and mead and stuff. And they make smoked honey. Wow. They do honey. They do like it's exactly the type of thing that uh, you guys are doing. I, I don't know if it'd be difficult for you to work with someone like them. They're just yeah. really cool guys. Where Absolutely. Actually, like become friends with them because they just exactly. they work with breweries and they they sell their wine must uh, to breweries and they've uh, apiary, apiary. Yeah. And it's apiculture. Apiculture. Yeah. yeah. In French. Like you just apiary. Just pronounce it. Uh, French and it's the yeah. same, it spells the same. Yeah? Sometimes it works out yeah. well. Yeah, sometimes it works. You <laughs> give right. it a try and yeah. sometimes you end up winning, you know. <laughs> Luck out. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful. You guys are definitely, I'll talk to you about it after, but I just feel like it's the exact same kind of vibe as what you're doing there. And it's like, I'd love to see the, uh, I wonder if there is a way for the, like, the provinces to connect in that deep way. Because yeah. it's probably a nightmare. To even get it over here, the the raw ingredients. I mean, unless it's honey. But the raw, I think no, not the raw. As as soon like as there's alcohol involved, involved, it's different. Yeah, it's different. Totally. Is grape? Excuse my ignorance. Does grape must have alcohol in it? Is it pre-alcohol? Uh, grape must. Because that's what you they mean. Usually... The skins or the. So I don't know what it is. I've always wondered what grape must is, but that's what they. That's what a lot of beers say that then when they're brewed like in collaboration with wineries or they just go, we got the mu the grape must from. The winery, then we added that to a barrel, and then would it be it. the lees, maybe, or would it I mean, be potentially? Is there alcohol sure. in lees? Yeah, yeah, because uh, it's it's your end product, like that's what remains at, at the bottom of of, uh, of the the barrel or the tank. So of course, in the end, is, so uh, like the the the, the 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 fruit juice will be fermented. The grape juice will and be therefore fermented, would have and to therefore go there will be the some uh, yeah some alcohol in there. Yeah, nightmare. Yeah. What a headache! Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's uh, it's, it's, it's 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 nuts. Yeah, it's just so dumb. It's just like something that's just so simple. Like it just doesn't need to be. I hope they do fix all these like interprovincial laws. I feel like that's really holding Canada back from like 
really deeply growing? Yeah, sometimes. I mean, there's there's many ways to be creative, you know, with rules or without rules, you know, like That's some true. people love rules, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, Canada could be, I think, more expressive, even more express, uh, expressive, I should say, uh, if it was not held back by all these rules, you know, like yeah, you see what, what what's done in the States, for example, or in, in Europe, and you're like, well, it's a lot of people would have thought of that if they were allowed to, you know, like, so, is this, yeah. Is there no good reason for it anymore? Like, just, like, even just like, getting, like you said, even just looking at the two, Ontario, Quebec, like, not really being able to have much. I mean, I know that there's an import company in, in uh, Toronto that brings in some Quebec beers I've seen on their list before, but that's kind of it. You can't get anything regularly in the LCBO or in bars or whatever, and vice, even worse out here. Like, we can't get BC beers out here. We have to trade. Yeah with friends and stuff which is not that expensive but you know it's a thing you yeah. have to deal with it's it complicated, it. yeah. complicated it's complicated it's not yeah. that bad but like it would be nicer if you could just get it here and I know they would whenever they want to trade with us here because they know we can we got great beers and we just want to all share and it's just uh, yeah. unnecessarily difficult no exactly yeah. exactly I, uh, I totally agree with you yeah bit of a pain yep um, we have a segment on the podcast we yep. call the lightning round Gonna bust out the questions. It's never lightning. Doesn't matter what anyone says. Um, you can take your time. We we always joke and call it the molasses round because it ends up taking forever to okay. ask the questions. Yeah. So first one. What is your guilty pleasure beer? <clears throat> a beer you would be somewhat embarrassed to admit to a, uh, a beer nerd you enjoy. Um. We all have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. A beer. My guilty pleasure. No, right? I don't know. Like I would say something like a Rattler or something like that. You know? Okay. Yes. Like I mean, it's it's, it's not, not a pure beer, but it's not a yeah, exactly. A yeah, yeah. That's a good one. If it's well made, you know, like obviously, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But yeah. there's no trash beers yeah. you like. Oh, you mean in uh, well, anything. Ah, it, okay. anything. it could be like a commercial beer yeah, yeah, yeah. or anything like, like that. I like yeah, Corona. Yeah. That's my... Yeah, like, Corona. If someone offered me a Corona beer, yeah. and I'd happily take it. Yeah. I mean, not completely happily, yeah. but I'd be like, sure, let's do it. But yeah. like, I said Rattler, man. That's what I said. You know, like, yeah, yeah that's stick it. with it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like, Keith's make a Rattler, don't they? Like, yeah. Budweiser. Yeah. Bud Light Lime. Bud Light. <laughs> Gosh. Uh, the opposite. Beer you would decline under any circumstances. So something that... Uh, you're just not into. Um, it's tough. Is there anything? Yeah, because like, there's always something you think afterwards that ah, oh, that was worse. I should have said that. You know? <laughs> I know. I'm putting you on the spot here. I should start sending people the questions beforehand. Yeah, but like for no. me, like for me, like a triple IPA is like I'm never gonna order that. You know? But too much. Like yeah, it's just too much. It's just if you if you hand me. A triple IPA, I will drink it though. Right. You know, I will not say it. <laughs> Keep it. You know, yeah. like, I'd rather not drink. You know, yeah. <laughs> but you just have like a little bit. Yeah, you don't want a ten percent IPA. Yeah, I, I think. Like... Yeah, I think so. Or it's like a a sweet type of beer that's heavy. You know, like a, I don't know, like barley, like barley wine? wine sometimes, or like a Scotch ale, or a, you yeah. know, like you know what I'm saying. Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're saying. I'm not a fan of either. Of yeah, those. yeah, too much. Yeah, that's that's a good answer. Um, Favorite beer style. Favorite beer style. So it could be like your go-to, but it could just be something that uh, you enjoy. Yeah, but yeah, I think um, the best beer I think I've had 
in my life That's I had I had recently actually uh, to my trip in, in Belgium and it was uh, an old uh, Goes by Dre Fontenin. Okay. It was a uh, 2008. So I think Goes would be yeah. my go-to like beer. I would style. say like sometimes Creek, but it's too cherry-like, not beer. It's a lot like enough. Yeah. I think you know, but so I would say Goes. Yeah. Coming back to that story before about Cantillon, that's what I heard. That were like in Belgium. Whenever anyone ordered a Cantillon or a Creek or a Framboise or something like that, they were like, people would make fun of them. They're like, you're drinking a girl's beer or something, which always annoys me because yeah. beer's for everybody. <laughs> so sexist but also. So sexist. That's what I lost it. I'm saying. It's the yeah, story he yeah, told yeah, us, right? Yeah. And he was like, because I think I know this from him. It was like people were drinking uh, like Creek beers at the bar because they're like 3%. Like, what are you doing with that? And then they yeah. discovered in America because the business was about to go down because yeah. everyone was disrespecting these lambics and stuff like that and yeah. crazy to me um, <laughs> least favorite beer style um, doesn't mean you hate it just least favorite least favorite yeah so would that be like the barley wine scotch ale type of thing yeah or? I would say yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Bar barley wine yeah yeah barley wine I mean barley wine they're good but it's yeah. like would you it's almost like would you it'd be the last one I'd ask for yeah exactly exactly but I think scotch ale, like a, a strong scotch ale. Ugh. Yeah, I think uh, no. Multi. Yeah, like yeah. I think that would be my least sweet. favorite. Yeah. I like that. I like yeah. that. <laughs> no, a few people have said that, but not enough. Actually, <laughs> I, I got someone traded me a scotch ale one time. Like I've still got it. It's probably been there for two years in my fridge. I'm just like, yeah. I don't know. I just don't want to drink it. One day, eventually, maybe I'll make someone drink it with me. But uh, or I like uh, like. If it's near um, uh, freezing temperature, maybe. <laughs> Good point. Warm me up nice, right? Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, when else do you want them? <laughs> the other night, it was kind of cold, and we had a couple Imperial Stouts, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> like, it was nice. Like, two nights ago, I think, because it was, like, what, way too cold at night. Yeah. And it was, uh, like, a 12% Stout. Normally, that really wouldn't be, like, my thing, but yeah, went down well. Yeah. You're right. It's all got a time. Uh, Desert Island Beer. So you're on a desert island. They won't rescue you, but they'll deliver you whichever beer you would like in perfect <clears throat> conditions. Uh, Style-wise or? Style or the actual beer. The actual like beer? if it's something that you would like drink forever. Like this beer you would just drink over and over and over. Mm. Every day. On an island. It's hot. Um, it's tough. Some people choose like crazy boozy ones. I'm like, dude, you know it's uh, you're on an island. And it's hot. I'm gonna die. Yeah. Might as well be loaded. Hey, <laughs> you know what? You're thinking of it like that. <laughs> no, I, I would try to keep fresh. I think um, I would try to keep fresh, like a nice lager, pilsner. Maybe. I think it, it probably like a fruit beer that's light and crisp I would say maybe or like uh, something like Berlin or Weiss or something Ooh. like uh, right. it's a little funky low ABV yeah so you can just drink them all day yeah exactly never get drunk exactly there, there has to be okay. like supplies of it you know although make yeah. sure that's, yeah. that's a prerequisite <laughs> yeah. is there any particular Berliner that you like oh that's that's my one mm. I had a um, uh, one one last Berliner Weiss. I think I had was uh, Libertine from the U.S. 
Uh, they have it. There's vice versa. Yeah. I'm not sure if it was. I think it was a goes actually. It was a goes. Okay. It was seriously phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. They had it like uh, 750 uh, bottles. It was just like the right amount of like you know like when it's you feel salt you don't taste it you know like it's just like uh, iodized yeah yeah it's kind of yes on the uh, a little bit more acidic than your usual goes maybe mm -hmm. and just so clean and you know like and sharp yeah yes. libertine yeah. i've heard of it yeah. california if i'm not mistaken oh yeah right. yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. Not for me. That's yep. sick. That sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, beer trend predictions. What do you think is going to be uh, what the kids are going to be drinking mm. this year, next year? God, tough question. I know. Uh, they're all tough, but this one is. They're all, they're all tough. Uh, I, I got to be visionary right yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> Putting on the spot, bro. Um, uh, ask a lot of you. I, I think I think we're I'm not like totally conscious of where we're at right now because trends they go in and out so fast that I might be out but I think like classical styles are coming back I think or maybe yeah. they are there already I'm not sure mm -hmm. I, I think when yeah. you say that what do, what do you mean in particular just uh, you know, like uh, English pub type of okay. beers, I think, I don't know, like, but done with all that was learned recently, you know, type of approach to it, I don't right. know. To freshen them up. I don't know. Well, so not like quite lager, but like English bitters and like ESBs and stuff like that? Yeah. That uh, just modernized a bit. Like I, I'm not sure, like because otherwise I don't yeah. know where we're going. Like I mean, it's gonna be science, like molecular, maybe. <laughs> yeah. If like you go more, into the more scientific side, hey, of that's it, a good answer. I don't know. Yeah. All right. Biochemistry. <laughs> that was next. Um, favorite up-and-coming breweries. So it doesn't always have to be Quebec, but just breweries that you feel uh, that you've maybe you've tried recently and that you think are gonna be uh, gonna be popping. Mm. Maybe you travel somewhere. I know you said you're in Belgium. And, uh, I know in Belgium there's this one that, <clears throat> like everyone that knows about beer seems to know about them. I just discovered them. It was a Bucca Rider in okay. Belgium. He's in a he's a blender. He's not a, a brewer, but <clears throat> he's always out of stock and he's quite young, you know. So I think he's building up. Like he's buying barrels and he's like. So this 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 uh, brewery I think will uh, will be heard of more I would say. Okay. Uh, and but like America is so big also that like there's no way you can keep up keep up with what's going on you know like it's possible. yeah yeah I don't that's, know that's a good answer that's a good answer. Yeah. Um, favorite beer city destination or country? There's somewhere you like to go for beer. Also a tough one. Yeah, so many good places. Mm -hmm. Wow, I know making making your life hard today, man. Making you think. You thought you're just gonna chill out, have a quiet. I don't chat. know, maybe <laughs> Japan or something like that. Ooh, that's or... a good one. Okay. Why? Interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Different. Uh, I mean. 
to, I don't know. To maybe to China Venice, also. Maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Like, have you been? No, yeah. never, never. Are you curious about? Like, I'm curious like, about it because like, like China is like, so big. It's got like all these different climates. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they can produce whatever they want there. So it could be interesting to see what they were they would do. You know, do. I think I don't know. Is there any place that you have been that's like? You go back in a second. It's like it's your favorite, uh, <laughs> like, favorite place. I mean, there's you know there's there's the brewer's answer of uh, Belgium, of course. Brussels uh, was was like for me like I think I went there late, but I would go back there tomorrow morning for sure. You know, like it's 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 nice to see their. Uh, <laughs> well, first question that came to my mind when I was there, I met this guy who has this uh, bottle shop called Barbatar in, in Brussels, and it's like. Why do you guys want to brew like Americans? And the answer was so obvious. It was like, well, we've been drinking lambic our whole life. Like you know, like we're tired of that. And and it's right. nice to see like the Amer- like the Belgian take on American beers. Also, hmm. it's you know like just interesting. Yeah, it's twist. very interesting, and it's yes, it's inspired by America. But it seems like it's also made with like a background that's historical and you know so old. You know, like mm. it, it's not it's not American. It's it's right. still Belgian. You know, right? So it's different. <clears throat> yeah. What what are they doing now? That's the first I've heard of that. Are they like really starting? Uh, you have uh, like you'll see at Foudreuni, for example, just to name drop that uh, that day again, uh, Hermitage. Oh, I amazing uh, Brasserie de la Seine, like oh, yeah, the, like they're uh, they're established now. They're what, I think ten years old or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, they do a lot of collabs with the Ontario guys. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their beer are just like you're just like yeah, okay, they're hoppy, but there's something deeper than you know, like it's it's more complex than certain IPAs you will drink and right. you feel like you're not in America because they have their own cultures of yeast and, and you know like Interesting. it's uh, it's really really nice okay um, yeah so yeah that's a good one um, I love that that's the first I've heard of the Belgian uh, breweries are doing that so like it's funny because there's so many American breweries that are like making goods and lambics or at least like their version of it trying to do the Belgian stuff and now the Belgians are coming full circle very, yeah very cool. exactly <laughs> um what would be an underrated style or brewery, city or country? So there's something in the beer world that's underrated that you don't think is uh, bubbled to the surface yet. Hmm. Also tough. It's still tough. Oh my God. I know, right? Like if it's like a like a something that's. I wish I, I, I traveled the whole world, you know? Yeah, right. And, and to, to, to check it out. Um, underrated. Like, is there a style of beer that you enjoy that you feel that doesn't really, people aren't talking about? Or is there any way you've been? You're like, hey, this, uh, this place is amazing. But no one's really talking about it yet. Like, I would say Australia is pretty underrated. Yeah, never been. It's, uh, it's it's still young, yeah. But in the last two times we went, it was about a year and a half apart, like it was night and day, night and day with the quality, unbelievable. Couldn't believe it. And I'm used to North American like face punching. I thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? North American, like really like big <laughs> bold stuff. Of course. And a lot of their palettes are very very light. 
Um, but I think that they're uh, go. going to be. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I think they're going to be. Give it a few years, and they're going to be killing the game. And why? Why do you yeah. think that is? Because being from Australia, growing up there, everything was expensive because everything had to come in from uh, all over the world. I'm a hip hop guy; that's been my thing. So we very rarely got hip hop shows. When they did, they were very expensive. Um, I had to buy CDs. I'm old, so when I had to buy the CDs in the '90s, I was paying forty dollars for import CDs. When everyone over here are probably paying thirteen ninety nine for that stuff when it came out. Um, you know, I'm buying magazines three months late for three times the face value because that's just what it costs to get there. So uh -huh. everything was expensive. And like I was telling you before, when we first got here, yeah. going to Australia now. Uh, like this year, seeing all the things that I loved from North America, food trucks, for example, are everywhere there now. I mean, not like it wasn't, but now it's a thing. Craft beer has really started to become a thing. Before it was like, there's a little, a few things, nothing crazy. But because of globalization, they're looking at the world on a real-time basis now. The internet's made everything instantaneous. People are traveling more. Yep. Their Australians are leaving and other people from outside are coming there. Um, as beer is getting more popular, Australians are traveling, they're going to say the States and they're like, whoa, what the hell is all this shit? And like losing their minds. They're bringing that knowledge back and, and they're sort of applying it. So all of the mistakes and all of the learnings are here. If an Aussie brewer goes to CBC in the States and they'll talk to anybody out there, they'll be like, yo, how do you do that? How do you make your uh, Northeast IPAs that creamy? How do you get that chalky? They'll tell them. And they don't, they don't have to figure it out. It's, it's, the information's there. Yeah. So their main challenge is the palate of the people. The people's palates are very light right now. And all the beers, a lot of them are exceptionally well made, but they're just not, for, for, for us out here, it's just not enough. Like it's not, um, there's not enough of a flavor, there's not enough variety yet. Right. So I feel that instead of like this slow plateau, they're gonna go because of that access to information. So I was telling, I made, you know, made friends with a few of the brewers. Every time I go, we do a couple podcasts, and I was like, dude, like, they hadn't seen, like, I tried the Northeast IPAs. That's been our thing on the podcast. Like, they know more me than Scott, but um, I'm about that. So I was connect with people over that, and then I was trying, these brewers were excited for me to try their beers because I've had, you know, Monkish and Trillium and, like, yeah. Treehouse, all the Vermont stuff, so I know what's what's what yeah and they'll try it. I'm like all right you got the chalky I'm like oh okay so that's what chalky is that's what yeah. they said to me yeah I was like all right so you don't even know what the fuck chalky is but you're making <laughs> these beers yeah. and you're nailing that profile yeah. without even really knowing what it is so wait till they travel and these guys will kill it because they didn't know what they were doing and they made some pretty damn good versions of this stuff um, so I'm pretty confident for them and I think it's exciting it's an exciting time to be Australian New Zealand as well New Zealand apparently yeah New fun. Zealand and also like uh, like with the hops like, too right? yeah exactly you have this variety like this amount of hops like growing in your backyard I mean something's gonna happen at one point like for sure you know that's a good uh, yeah thanks for handing me the, the answer yeah, no, okay. <laughs> another one actually I'll give you the um, all the brewers were saying Wellington in New Zealand is a spot like yeah, you have to go really? to Wellington and because think about that like all the Aussies were just using Galaxy like it's nothing Whereas over here, we're paying out the ass for it. Yes. And all the New Zealand guys are using Nelson Sylvain and stuff like that, like it's whatever, because it's just growing in their backyard, like you said. Yeah. So it's uh, an interesting time, even for the um, the, the, the hop yep. variety, right? Where it's, 
it's, a, it's exciting times. It's worthwhile for you to, because I think that like it would benefit for North American brewers to go there. Yeah, it would benefit them, but they would also treat North Americans like like God, like please, like whatever, and they'll really take care of you. I feel like it's a really nice. Uh, connection that could be made and that's just a matter of people wanting to do it right yeah um best beer you ever drank in your life i think you kind of touched on it before kind of said it kind of said it uh but um i don't know like sometimes a beer you will enjoy for different reasons okay you should always stick to what it tastes like obviously but also like someone handed me a beer from from a monkish once nice which I never heard of before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And uh, I think I really enjoyed that beer uh, at the time being. Do you remember what it was? Um, it was a mixed fermentation, like the... Uh, oh, one of the Wild Ales. Yeah. Nice. It was... Uh, I don't remember what it was called. Um, but it made me want to go and visit the brewery. So uh, last year we were in LA and went to, uh, to check them out and there's something going on there. See, this is someone also that works American styles and Bel Belgian styles. And they don't get the props for the Belgian styles though. Exactly. People only talk about the haze. Yeah, exactly. But he refused to, to, uh, to brew IPAs in the beginning, but he yeah. had to because... Um, That's what they were wanting? Yeah, they, from what I've heard is like, didn't have enough money to invest in barrels in, in, in the first part of their uh, their trip. So it's like, okay, well, we have to make beers that we're going to sell right away because we need cash right now, you know? So <clears throat> that is inter that makes so much sense. Yeah. Even though when you think about it, the amount of money you need to invest to brew those type of IPAs where you're putting like, like a shit ton of hops per liter in is insane. But it would... It's it's like it's not cheap and like, like a month after you brew like there's money I mean, in your money bank, bank account you know like whereas if you age beer well <clears throat> you're just gonna well <laughs> <Sitting on>. time's <laughs> ticking by exactly you never thought of it like exactly that. yeah yeah it's it's really tough like you gotta have the, you know like financial support for or like uh, yeah you gotta be uh, autonomous financially to yeah. to start just doing that you know so you get you kind of need your your bread and uh, and butter like uh, so that that's what I read uh, in an article I don't know if it's uh, exactly accurate like that but um, I, I, th I thought it was like yeah of course it makes sense yeah, you know like it makes so much sense so I think there was like this sign of his wall uh, saying like we'll <laughs> never uh, like something about IPA like we're, we're not gonna brew that <laughs> and yeah like, and then, and then there's people start lining up lining up for IPAs. for IPAs you know yeah they are they did live up to the hype though I was yeah. pretty impressed yeah yeah it it's was, great uh, some solid stuff it's great um, favorite beer of all time favorite beer of all time yeah so it's indifferent to the best beer you drank in your life yeah because sometimes that's situational like that but like is there something that's just like this is just my all-time favorite it's a classic that's a new question I know right tough one I've had uh, <clears throat> I've had Cuvée de Ranc from the Ranc brewery in Belgium uh, lately mm -hmm. and I think that might be the one. That might be the one, like that I've uh, 
well, I mean, it might change next year, you know, like, that's the thing. But, like, today, right now, that would be, that would like, be the one. yeah. Favorite of all time? Yeah, yeah. There's no, like, an older beer that that's something that, like... A new beer? No, 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 not a new beer. No, like, um, ah. like say, I might have said, I'm, I don't know if I'd say that right now, because I can see what you're saying, but, like, Hetty Topper would have always been, like, my favorite beer of all time. And then as time's going on and I yeah. drink it more and my palate changes, yeah. I'm like, uh, yeah, not yeah, so yeah, much. Yeah. But I was like obsessed with it for years. It wasn't even a question. Yeah. Do you have anything like that, or is that one still? Yeah, that, that, that that's the thing. Gaps. I I've, I I drank tons of it when I was in Belgium. Yeah. Here I know this place that has it. There, there might be some others, other places that have it, but uh, so I drank another one lately. I was like, ah, oh, this is so good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That works. <laughs> yeah. That seems even better when you do. You haven't had it for a while. Yeah. You have that again. You're like, yes. It's like, you know, I was not just like uh, I wasn't just struck drunk. by my trip, you know. <laughs> it's like, it's still very good, you know. I hear yeah. that a lot about Belgium. It's just sometimes yeah. you can just get caught up in everything. Like, oh yeah. my God, oh my God. Yeah. There's all these different so flavors much. that we're not used to, right? Exactly, exactly. You're inspiring me. I want to go now. That's yeah, yeah. It's it's a beautiful city also, and people are so nice and chill. You know. I bet it's crazy. Yeah, so we would have fun. Yeah, definitely. Fun. All right, we gotta go. Yeah. Your okay. podcast in, in Brussels. Do it. Yeah. I wonder if they'd be interested. I wonder if like Cantillon or any of those guys to drive Fontana would even speak to us. I wonder if they're cool. I'm like sure that. they would. I mean, pretty chill, right? I mean, they probably do. I'm, I'm sure you're like two phone calls away from talking Talk to the to actual knows brewer. Someone, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. I like I like you. You inspired mm-hmm. me. You inspired mm-hmm. me, Dom. Um, <laughs> first beer. Well, you're not a brewer, right? These no. are more brewing questions. Um, I'll skip the brew ones and death row beer slash meal pairing, which is right up your alley. Yeah. Final beer and meal pairing. I mean, you could also. I would accept the wine here because uh, you'll make an exception. Yeah. But if you had a, a, a beer and meal that you would have for like a final one, what would you go for? I think it would be very simple. I think it would be very simple. Okay. So I guess it would be my, my favorite beer of all time with uh, together with Côte de Boeuf, I think. An aged Côte de Boeuf. Is that ribs? Cote yeah, it's like beef, a ribs. beef rib, nice. aged Ooh. month or something, two months. What's, a, what's aged beef ribs? Does it just mean they're a little like dry, like jerky? They're just like uh, aged in a an environment uh, for a certain amount of time. Okay. So like the humidity is controlled, so it doesn't. Uh, it's not too humid. It's not not enough humid, and wow. like the fat is just like phenomenal. Damn. It's like if you like foie gras, yeah, you give me foie gras of or beef fat. I will take that beef yeah, <laughs> instead that. of the foie gras. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. And so you're just like, yeah, rare, medium rare. And are they still cooking? Cuvée de Ranc. Boom. There Damn. you go. Great yeah. answer. Yeah. Very restaurateur answer. That's what I yeah. wanted. I love that. I'm kind of simple, you know, even though like, uh, like Mark is doing like very evolved cooking with different techniques and, and, and whatnot, you know, like. Yeah, I, I'm, I stick to my uh, my basics. The basic stuff. You know, like sometimes a white a white sometimes T-shirt. Sometimes yeah. it's like all you need. You know. <laughs> yeah. I really like that though. Yeah. I find that's more and more that the more the world gets complicated, the more it's sort of just like you know trim it down and come back to like the yeah. basics. I'm noticing that. Like it's a really good example. The white tee, like most of the time, I'm like plain T-shirts. Yeah. Keep it good. That's it. And uh, 
same with I guess beer and wine like sometimes like now like one of the most common answers for the, the trends are, are lagers and pilsners like brewers I mean you're not a brewer but generally brewers would say that because that's what brewers like to drink yeah they want to drink a lager and pilsner and then they're working 12 hours early mornings you finish your shift what do you want a triple IPA or do you want a 5% yeah. little dry hot pilsner <laughs> just to like yeah so it's like it's you know back to those basics yeah absolutely. and even like I'm funny I don't know if you're funny that at all but I'm funny I'm coming back going from like being a noob and working your way through the styles and being like obsessed with the haze and all that stuff now I'm just enjoying the yeah nice simple absolutely yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean for me I would not drink this by myself for sure you this know? is a share you know like you, you share that too much yeah. I mean just as wine it's like you got something rare are you going to drink it by yourself because it's rare you want to have the whole thing for yourself yeah. or you want to be able to talk about it with you know a good friend or two friends or you know like 100% exactly you know like, then you have like a, a uh, how do you say like a collective memory together you know yeah. and then that's oh my god remember when we had that like, yeah 100% I think that's the beauty of yeah these type of products yeah whether it's beer or wine or just like you know the, the rarer stuff is fun no one wants exactly. to drink this much imperial stout anyway <laughs> exactly we all want you know a little yeah, few ounces exactly. each and then we talk about oh appreciate it and then you finish it you're like alright that's enough yeah. usually it's high ABV and, and the same with these sort of funkier stuff you, you need just a little bit of it and a nice you know sharp crisp cold lager you want to uh, to chuck one glass and then ask for the other one and then you drink it you know that's alright yeah now we can talk now we're good alright now we're in business <laughs> It's a completely different experience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it a lot. Yeah. Um, the last question that all the rest of them are generally brewing questions, but the last one I had, which would appear uh, um, apply, would be: What's your favorite hop? Do you have a favorite hop in uh, in beer at all that you like to either yeah, have I mean, in your beers or that? Um, one that I've discovered uh, as I got here, I think, is a German hop called the Huel Melon. Yo, I've seen that around a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know, like this hop, like for me, like it just fulfills everything. Like it's, the alpha acids are not too high. You're like, at, I think around six or something like that. Uh, the aromas are uh, towards more like fruit, but not too citrusy, you know, and just, you know, like, it, it's it's very aromatic yeah and not too bitter and uh, it has those actual melon um, characteristics is that right yeah like a melon uh, like a bit of I would say like maybe strawberry or something like that you know right. like it's it's like or red small fruits you know or yeah 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 so uh, yeah I think the Huel melon is like would be like my go-to pop What's your favorite beer for that one to be? Like, what's the ultimate beer for that one to be uh, brewed in? Um, the original version of the um, the rhubarb was Huel Melon. Okay. And it was like, it, the fit was perfect, you know. Um, in other people's beer, I I don't know, like, who put it? I know uh, Dunham put it in the, his uh, Berliner Weiss, the melon uh, Berlin, Berliner Weiss. Oh yeah, I love that one. That one yeah, great. it's yeah, great. Yeah. You know, like uh, that's a bit like how I got to know about that hop. Because oh, right. uh, it's, it's, I don't know, like to me it was quite new on, on, on in, in my sphere, you know. So, but 
Uh, and then maybe as far as uh, other hops, it's a lot of good ones. That's that's a great answer. I think like Citra is like a workhorse. You know, it works <laughs> well. You know, like Can't it's go wrong. yeah. Um, really like this one. Equinat was is pretty nice. Equinat's an interesting one. Very yeah. earthy. Yeah. Herby. And uh, yeah, I think, but Teal Melon, I think is... That's the one? Yeah. I'm very curious about this lemon drop one that's in the Kolsch. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting one. I, I think I might have heard of it, but I had, it's, very, it's not very common. Yeah, so, uh, we we use it for a um, few beers and uh, it's like our... Um, Corin, our, 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 like the, the assistant brewer here, is the one like that got involved with that. So uh, you could probably tell us more about that, uh, about that hop. Uh, but yeah, so we have it in, in the rhubarb. Works, it works very nice. So well, man. Yeah, it's a little bit citrusy and you know, but not as intense as the citra. Right. But you know, it's 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 a slider. I, I say you know. Right. Yeah. A little light. Do you prefer the version of the Kolsch with the lemon drop or with the melon? Well, they both yeah, kind of they're both different. both good, but I think I preferred with uh, the Hugh Melon. Yeah. yeah. Are yeah. you gonna do that again, or this is hot? Yeah, to get? of course. Yeah, it's just like I'm sure when I, we order hops, we order a large bunch. quantities of different hops because of uh, shipping and of whatnot. Course, right? So just we just everything. ran out of uh, of Hugh Melon, so we we use the works. lemon. Rum. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's very it. subtle, also like in types of aromas and and flavors. Yeah. But you know, like if you want to be. Um, you know, uh, sharp about it, like, yeah, that's a, what I would say, yeah. Okay, it's good to know you can get that back again. Yeah. That's sick, man, I love uh, it. That's the end of those questions. Is there anything else we missed? Did we, did we cover everything? I think so. Yeah, I feel pretty Sweet. satisfied, I feel like this yeah. is great, man. This is You're really happy? I'm satisfied, this is a fantastic conversation. Sweet, yeah, it was really like very it, conversational, you know, yeah. it was really good. I think, I think we got a lot, got a lot more than I expected. This is uh, great, I'm so impressed, I can't wait to try some more stuff. Oh, let's try the bee, uh, the, the honey one. All right, <laughs> I love it. This is, uh, this is fantastic, guys. We're still here, guys, taking a quick photo. There we go. Yeah, man, this, this is dope, this is that new spot, babe. It's a new spot. Oh my gosh, we need to come here way more often. This is why Lena's always trying to get us here. And Lena's the one that tried to get us at her, her uh, when I closed. Um, the Herman? Hotel. It was. Shout out to Lena. Shout out to our friend Lena. She's Lena a G. I was trying over and over again. She's like, you need to go to the place. But yeah. Didn't it would never close. Yeah. Like, sure, Lena's like our uh, Montreal friend who takes us to all of the dope spots. Like, yeah, she just takes us to all the dope spots. So, uh, oh shit. That's the one nice. here. Nice. Wow. All right. Oh, Buzz Beer. The Buzz Beer. Yeah. Okay. Was this a, this is not a collab? Yeah, that would be uh, well. I mean, in the in in terms of oh, Neil Dan, Aniset. Yeah, Aniset is the guy Anisette. that makes the honey. That oh, so it's a needs, honey. Uh, that who also provides the honey to uh, the brother-in-law. Yeah, his ah. name is Giro. Alright. Aniset is like a, is a medieval uh, French name. Okay. And um, so it's not quite common, you know, like a, a, a name. Uh, Anissa Desrochers. Okay. This guy is like, he's, he's like a, a bee encyclopedia on two <laughs> feet, you know? It's crazy. I mean, he's a... 
he's so dynamic and so like enthusiastic and so knowledgeable and, yeah. and such a nice person. So uh, anyway, so we got his honey. It was um, that logo. Is so How sick is that? Yeah, so There's like a, a mix between his logo and your logo. Or that, that's a mix of our logo and a bee. Actually. And a bee. <laughs> I love it, dude. I'll, I'll about to say I really like like the hat. Like the logo is just slick. Thank you so much. Subtle, yeah. clean. Is that new? Yeah, yeah, we have we've had it for like I think six months. Okay, or so it's, like yeah, so relatively new. Yeah, because I just don't remember. Like I love it. I love what you're doing with the place, man. I think it's just so sick. Cause it's like thank you so much. We just say like our friend always was the one who told us about this about you guys like a while ago. Tiff used to work with her. We, she's like our Montreal like. Um, no, Montreal Eater, she's like the person. Oh, nice. The website where she yeah. just goes, goes everywhere. everywhere. Yeah. She just happens to know about every new spot <laughs> that always takes us to us, and she always wants to bring us here. I wish we went to Wow. Well. Yeah, she wanted to bring us to Herman. And Sweet. for whatever reason, we didn't go. What's her name? Lena. Lena? Lena, L E N A. Ah, Lena, yeah. Yeah, she's. Um, Lena. She just loves wine, food. And yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sure you might have known her from, from around. She's always everywhere. I don't, know, I don't know how she knows all this stuff. <laughs> like every new brunch spot. Yeah. Every new, she just knows it. She's connected, eh? Just like, I don't even know if she's connected, but she just stays on top of the game. Like, yeah. it's, it's so impressive because I don't know how much time <laughs> she spends on it. <laughs> but um, it's very, very cool. So like, wow. So this is a, this one was also barrel -like. Okay, so this is not even released right now. Uh-oh. Um, I, I hope Anissa forget for forgives me. Well, is it going to be released by the time the but, podcast comes out? I mean, out? this beer is like, I mean, this this is going to be more like, it, it's a little bit more subtle, I would say. Thank you for uh, for doing yeah, the service for me. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. So, um, it, it's a little bit more on the subtle side, I would say. Like, yeah. because we use his uh, his. Um, he calls it a summer uh, summer honey. What's this? Very okay. very blonde honey, um, and it's I think the bees that um, that uh, make this honey are they they uh, they uh, they feed themselves on chamomile or something that. Oh. Anyways, like that's what because the honey. Yeah, the it's honey. more herbal and flowery type. Flowery, but in the sense of chamomile, more than flowers. Uh, so, like, it's a very light honey. So, the beer is not like overwhelmingly honey-like. Right. So it's just the ending, and a little, little bit waxy. Okay. I find, but it's like blonde, refreshing. I'm ready. Cheers, guys. Cheers. I know the trick Cheers. now. You know the deal. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You're beating me to it. Oh. You are just you a fantastic guest, though. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yep. Bam. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Whoa. Okay. That is definitely has that. Yeah. 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 It's got that pet gnat um, mouth thing again. It's a. <clears throat> It's almost like kind of iodized, I would say. Yeah. And it's also aged in a stainless steel tank, huh? Okay, okay. So it yeah. doesn't have like this kind of yeah. woody or like depth or like kind of. Um, yeah. I, I kind of like that. Yeah. And the stainless steel is clean. It's a great clean. And like, 
uh, a brewery I really like also is um, Augsbo. Augsbo is great, yes. Yeah, and I know they, they age in wood, but they also age in, in stainless steel. And I love pretty much everything they make. But like mm. when I tasted like this saison aged in stainless steel, I was like, oh man, this is so clean. It's 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 incredible, you know. It's and a completely different vibe than yeah. a, uh, anything in wood. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know they did that. Yeah. Okay. So yes. there you go. So that's uh, that's our uh, buzz beer. When, when do you think? Uh, is it cold buzz beer or is it cold? Uh... It's called buzz beer. Oh, it's cold buzz beer. Yeah, bad. it's called buzz beer. Actually, I, I named it wrong. So he calls it like Miel's de Anisette. Yeah, his uh, apiculture farm. <laughs> now that we know the word, yeah. <laughs> is uh, yeah, it's Anise de Rocher. Is uh, I think his father started it and just kept it in the family. Yeah, it's really convenient that uh, someone with the winery, someone with the apiary. Yeah, it just apiary. makes sense, and they're like, you know, a few kilometers apart because Amazing. there's like lands out there, so. Works Being well. a neighbor is not something, you know, like your neighbor is like a few yeah, uh, kilometers. Like kilometers <laughs> yeah. It doesn't happen out here. And he has it's like sick. a very beautiful set setup. Uh, there's a restaurant also there. So if you want, if you stop over, you can you can have brunch in the weekends or something like that. Nice. And, and yeah. So. And what area, I'm sorry, was this called again? Where, it's where called Mont Laurier. So it's, Mont -Laurier. it's, it's, it's uh, the, the area itself, it's Haute Laurentide. Okay, so you know? upper Laurentians? Uh, like uh, high, I guess, high, like uh, Laurent Laurentians. Yeah, yeah. So, like, for example, you know Saint-Sauveur, this area? Yes. That's Laurentians. Um, keep going? Like, keep going another two hours or so. Oh, like, pass. I know we've been to Tremblant a few times, so it's like... Tremblant. Keep going. Keep going. Tremblant, basically, like you're, you're in the middle. Oh, in the middle. Yeah, if you go to Tremblant, you're in the middle. So the same distance from here to Tremblant is the game. You keep going. Uh, yeah, so yeah. that's beautiful, man. Yeah. I love that whole area. It's so nice. So imagine going to like a winery up there. That would be nice, huh? That's the one thing about Quebec that would be beautiful. Um, that I guess I, I know you said before. It's climate. It's always like we tend to go to Niagara, whether on the lake or Beamsville or whatever, to go to wineries. Because in Quebec there's Rougemont, but they're like. 30 minutes apart yeah whereas like you can go two minutes to each winery in, in the different regions in um, yeah. in uh, Niagara yeah and that's the one that's like oh man and then you go to SAQ and we came like very naive from Ontario thinking oh we can get SAQ there'd be a Quebec section we can get all the Quebec wines because we were really into the Niagara and there's hardly anything I just find it so yeah. interesting that Quebec doesn't support <clears throat> their local wineries so much well the first like why we're able to to, to take this to go uh, take this out mm -hmm. uh, I think came also because of the winemakers you know they wanted to be able to sell their wines uh, on the property right and uh, they give quite a push you know for this to happen and then they were allowed first like we're talking months apart like a month or two apart you know and uh, and, and then came the growler law, you know, so uh, it's, so yeah, you're gonna see a lot more winemakers in Quebec, I think, in a, in a few years from now. I know Good. a guy, he planted uh, recently, we'll see what happens, but the, the thing is like, also the thing is like, it's quite expensive, you know, to, to, to have vineyards, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Who has like a million to invest like that, you know, like... like uh, Multi-million. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And usually the thing is like, it's young people that want to do it, you know, and like... 
and have that. So they have to find investors or yeah. whatnot, you know, or you know, whatever the the situation is, or you decide to to plant your own vines. But this means you have to wait five years at least, you know, right. to so have like, like a mature enough grapes that will uh, <clears throat> offer enough sugar, you know, to, to be able to ferment uh, and have a wine that's above 10 degrees, you know, of, uh, yeah. So, I mean, maybe they, I guess it's the equivalent to contract brewing. You can buy wine. I know in Niagara they do it. You can just buy grapes yep. from different yes. parts and just yep. say this, there's farms that just sell grapes to wineries who... Yeah, exactly, exactly. You it's can tough. do that, but still, you need like the infrastructure. You need like uh, you know the the place itself. The the, the ferment is a huge in comparison. In, in to order beer, to be so. able to have the permit again, oh, the permit. <laughs> Don't forget the Don't permit. Don't forget the permit. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, so you need like the, like that and like you know the tanks and the uh, fermenters and um, yeah, the whole lot. Yeah, it's a whole other game. It's just like it's just a shame because I like is it is it the Quebec wine. Is it, what's the question? Like, is it more the fact that there's not as many Quebec wineries? Is that to do with like legalities or climate or, or even like soil, like areas? Because Rougemont seems fertile. I mean, they got all the yeah. apples are. Yeah, I and would there's a bunch of wineries. Yeah. Uh, I would say uh, climate is, is, is a factor, but then, you know, um, People from outside of France that try to make wines that taste like French French wine, they're committing a huge mistake, you know? Like, if you go to California, you know, like, might as well enjoy assumed Californian wine, you know? Like, a nice Zinfandel worked with respect with nature. Um, I mean, it might not be my favorite, but I will enjoy it more than a Californian wine that tries to be like a Burgundy or Bordeaux wine, you know. Like, I'm sure right. it's very great at that. They yeah. embrace the climate that they have. They make the Rieslings and very, like... Like the ice wines, I guess, wine, as well. They embrace that instead of trying to make a bunch of wines. It's not for the land. It doesn't make sense. They make Pinot Noirs instead of Shiraz and Noirs. Things like that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Is yeah, there something definitely. that makes more sense in Quebec well, then? Yeah, well, I mean, the that's the thing. Well, the Quebec wine, uh, well, grapes that are uh, more common here would be Frontenac, Maréchal Foch. Uh, I mean, we, yeah, obviously have, uh, you know, like, all, like we have a bit of Riesling, we have a, like Pinot Noir, Chardonnay, we have also these uh, these grapes. Uh, there's one, uh, a few I'm forgetting right now on top of my head, but, um, but like Fred, the guy from uh, Pinay Fee says it the best is like, don't try to find French wine in my wine. I'm not in France, you know, yeah. like I'm making Quebec wine. That's, That's what I'm making, you know, this is the style of wine. This is it, you know. And what would it be here? Is there anything like a... Like a well, it'd be like, I, I think the climate itself, you know, like... Like dictates. Exactly. like. Maybe uh, there's not the same amount of sugar in your grape, so obviously you'll have lighter wines, maybe more acidity, mm. you know. Um, like I'm a fan of acidity, so like it works well. Like it works well, you know. Like this guy uh, Les Pervenches, mm. uh, Mike at Les Pervenches, like he makes phenomenal Quebec wines, you know. 
uh, like if you're from France coming here, you're like, oh, that's not that's not wine. <laughs> I was like, yes, it is. This you know, is, you, know what, you know what? It is. It is wine, and uh, you, you're just not acquainted with that right. wine. You know, like, and is that the concern? Like that people from France will come and be hating and stuff? Or well, I, like, yeah. Well, I mean, like, if 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 you're from France, you go to a restaurant, you're used also for like, uh, I don't know, like, I don't want to say anything, but like. Maybe 15 euros you can get by with a bottle of wine in a restaurant or something like that, you know, like a table wine, you know. Where here, like, you're gonna buy Quebec wine, and it's still gonna be like 50 bucks, you know, like, and people don't understand where their money goes, you know, and, and, and it, it, it might be a concern for them, you know, like, also it's like, and, you know, it's, it's also like uh, um, being challenged on the winemaking thing also it's like like Quebec making wine or Ontario making wine it, it, it cannot be as good as France you know <laughs> yeah I guess yeah. people would say that you know so yeah yeah exactly yeah so Quebec doesn't push Quebec wines though in Ontario they actually have the BQA they really when you go to LCBO they first section you see is the huge Ontario section. Yeah. They really like push Ontario and to discover Ontario. Yeah. But, but SAQ, they don't do that. Like, mm -hmm. we went to Montepigie and that's why we tried to yeah. one, but you don't, like, see them. Yeah, and like, all of the ones, like, none of them were like, oh, this is developing in SAQ, so we always ask, like, are these easy to get? Because I don't want to get the ones from the winery that's easy to get. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all of them were just like, it's just too expensive to You can't get any, and it was like they'd lose too much money. It's just easier for them to sell from yeah. the winery. And I was like, that's kind of. Yeah, exactly. That it's, sucks. It's, it's, it's also less it's complicated. Fair. You know, like, it's like, okay, I'm going to have to sell it to you, and then you got to tax it, and then sell it to him, <laughs> and then then it comes back to you. It's like, whoa, what's going on? And Seriously. The price difference. Yeah. And like, it's just like, it's just such an interesting system coming, like, as I said, coming from Ontario. We're like, excited for Quebec wine and we just feel like we didn't get that experience mm -hmm. um, and I found it sounds like people here don't get it either like yeah. and uh, since we've lived here we've hardly drank I don't think we've drank Only any restaurants really, yeah. some if we can get it more often than not like I'd say we don't and we would like the only time was like this was like we were, in, we were learning French when we first moved here like six years ago in French class, you had to do a project like let's go to the wine region, and we had to speak. We knew enough. <laughs> like, that's our project. <laughs> and we just drove around and just spoke French to all the people, and everyone was lovely and like, hey, like we're just anglophone assholes. Can you like be cool with us? And everyone was nice, and you know, it was fun to speak French. It was easy because it was wine. Like you know, yeah. the words they're using are simple and stuff. But it was uh, yeah, it was just I guess disappointing that that's what it is. But at least the on the flip side, the beer scene is like completely the opposite everywhere it's wide reaching we can get beers from across the province yeah in Montreal I mean I know we're in Montreal so we're very lucky yeah like you know, we get Gaspésie beers out yeah. here and stuff it's like way further than yeah. the other end of Ontario type of thing <clears throat> so we are very lucky but the difference also a big difference between wine and beer is that well at least my view yeah. is that um, wine is more agriculture Hmm. Beer is more, for me, a bit more like, uh, you know, cooking in a way, hmm. where when you make wine, you, you have no control or like so little control on what you do. Yep. 
where um, when you make beer, you can tweak a recipe, you know, you can tweak like... Very subtly. Yeah, exactly, you know, like you have more control. You try to control everything and where you have one, you try to bring grape, like at least if I would make wine, I would try to intervene as little as I can, you know? Yeah. And... Uh, that's a great analogy, actually. Yeah, that's so true. <clears throat> Beer is cooking wine, it's agriculture. I like that. And I guess that is I mean, the difference. The grapes do the talking. Yeah, the exactly. The grades don't change. So not so much, the yeah. changes so much depending on the season. Yeah. I always find that fascinating when if we go to wineries and like, yes, 2009 was the dry summer and they, they all know <laughs> off the top of their heads, like everybody without fail. I'm yeah. like, yeah. you guys are amazing. <laughs> but then I was talking to someone recently and, I, and apparently it's similar with hops, but beer people don't talk about it so much because I guess oh. they don't know. It's like, yeah, well, 2014 was a little bit dry, so we actually got a less of a yield of citra. Like shit Whoa. like that. And we're like, wow, it's the same thing. <clears throat> but it's, yeah. it's, it's something that's not talked about because I probably have to talk to hop farmers. Yeah. But then the people just in the cellar door of any given winery, say in Niagara is the best example, even when we went to Australia, same thing. When we went to Melbourne in February, then we went to the Yarra Valley Winery, wine region. I went to like five or six wineries as you do, and it's beautiful. Like I lived in my whole life, I never went there, it's crazy. And this place is gorgeous. I went with you this time. Yeah, I just wasn't a wine guy back, and I was, I was basic <laughs> before I came here. And um, it was like, it was crazy to me, that they all knew it as well. I'm like, it's this thing in the wine world, but in the beer world, like, brewers or at least people in the beer industry aren't familiar with those elements maybe because hops for the most part like we have clearly a lot of hop farms in quebec and ontario but the ones you're getting let's be real they're from pacific northwest they're in oregon and washington and, yep. and stuff like that or you're importing literally galaxy from australia or nelson from new zealand or whatever yeah. so it's sort of like there's too many regions to even be concerned with so it's just like a, it's just an interesting parallel. The they want and aren't having that conversation with the hot farmers. Maybe because there's the, there's a broker. Yeah. I found out the recently. Is usually, it's your, yeah, there's. It's your vineyard, so you remember that year. Yeah, there's many brokers actually. Yeah, yeah. For hops, so that's right? Why for hops. Yeah. So the broker, but the brokers aren't educating. I don't know if it's their job to do that. Clearly, it's not putting it on them. But like, yeah, like. It's just that there's a disconnect with the agriculture, which is, this is a great, great real point you made, that disconnect can be with the agriculture to the final product as you go straight to the cooking. So it's not exactly like the farm to table, whereas you're making things with Quebec radishes or something. Like you know the farmer that the, 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 a lot of the food came from, but you don't know the farmer where the hops came from because they literally came from across the continent or across the world. So you have less of a connection with the landscape and the actual land itself that like, you know, like wine, you can't really compare those things. But like people, that, like someone talked, I forgot who it was, someone recently was saying that the, the hops that you get, you know, you got the citra this year compared to citra last year was so different that it changed the profile of the beer. And then you're like, this doesn't taste like this product that we're making. Now I have to add something else to yeah. make up for that difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's something that, beer we don't really talk about that because it's not generally that much because citra is citra is citra but it's not really true and i think it's like something that yeah. maybe hopefully we move in that direction yeah because it becomes more like wine and you become more in touch with the agriculture yeah, yeah exactly but when when you talk about hops in quebec for example if you wanted to brew a beer with hops from quebec you could <clears throat> But your range is is Limited. so much smaller, you know. I mean, uh, 
Yeah, exactly. Not everything will grow well here. You know, as, as you got to change your whole approach to hopping your beer, you know, and yeah. yeah. I have a friend, uh, Alex, and he owns a hop farm uh, called Bast Houblon Bastien. Yeah. Do you know him? You well, I know Houblon Bastien, like from uh, of the name. Yeah. yeah, he's a great guy, yeah. lovely guy. I haven't been out there in Terrebonne. And um, so the amount, he was telling me there's certain hops he's just not allowed to grow. He's not allowed to? Because Galaxy in and of itself is a patent. Mm. Like you can't grow Galaxy to grow Galaxy. Yeah. You're a gentleman, thank you. Like only the certain farms in, I'm assuming it was, um, I don't know which one's Tiff's. Uh, the one. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only certain, I don't know if it's certain farms or whatever it is in uh, in Australia can grow galaxy. Nice. So, like, he's not allowed to do that. So if he can't it's do crazy. that, he can only offer these amount of hops, these certain hops, because they patent the friggin' DNA, yeah. which is crazy to me. So there's like, he's it's like Monsanto type of thing. Yo, it's totally Monsanto <laughs> stuff. It's crazy. Like, it's a hop, man. Like, yeah. for fuck's sake. Like, yeah. what's the problem? But these guys have, like, gone and painted that, and now they, they own that. Now, maybe there's something to do with Galaxy has to be grown in Australia. It's native to Australia. The soil there actually makes it what it is. Cool. I'm yeah. sure there's probably a reason. I'm sure there's also a business reason. Too. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and that, that's restricted him from doing that. So he's only able to sell. Like, he's got some interesting, like, Triple Pearl is a hop that I know he grows at haven't really heard of much. I think it's similar to Equinot, like kind of peppery and earthy and stuff. But he can't do any of those crazy other ones. Yeah. So he's had to differentiate himself. Think about it from a Quebec hop farm's perspective. Like all the breweries, well, what do they want? They want Citra, they want um, Mosaic, they want Simcoe, they want Centennial, they want all that crazy stuff. Yeah. But he can't provide that because you're not allowed. Yeah. So like he has to grow whatever he can grow and then package his so he has a very nice branding actually i've yeah. never seen a hop farm yeah. branding like him before yeah. it's fantastic yeah. so like the stuff that he can do is is this limited scope in comparison and that when you think about it, it kind of sucks for like wouldn't you as a brewer as a brewery don't you want to buy your hops locally you don't want to have them have them shipped across the mm. continent and have to have them dry exactly free, frozen and like what if someone doesn't I'm sure they're fine but you know what I mean what if there's a, a gap in the in that yeah you know absolutely and like also like in 2008 with the crisis of hops you know like uh, they had like I think bad crops or, or something something like that and and then it people started to buy like the next year to get prepared with uh, an, an eventual uh, like sure event like that you know right. They just bought the whole everything. Wow! And they froze it, and then like, and, this and then it's, it. they were stuck with it, you know. So then you, you start buying hops that was like aged, you know, like, <laughs> which is not what you want. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Wow! That so sucks. this is something that also happens with like it becomes a, a, a really weird business, you know, like. Um, on that level because uh, like you want to protect yourself yeah it's like i brew this citra ipa all right well i mean it's called citra ipa it's, it's been there choice. on the menu yeah. it's got to be citra you know like <laughs> yeah you have a choice but what if the citra that you get now yeah exactly is different to the citra you get next year and then that beer tastes different yeah yeah exactly i mean beer people are accepting of that because we know it's a it's a small batch product for the most part yeah and we know that 
you don't expect the same level of consistency that you do in potentially other products. Yeah. Like wine you get years. Sometimes this, this yep. will be the 2017, I think I saw this bottled in November. This is a 2017 version. If you do this again, it'll be the next version. So I know that this beer, I do not ever, ever expect this beer to be the same. Now that's because it's wild fermented, not because yeah. of hops. So like, there's different expectations. And sometimes yeah. if you got like a, what if you've got your core brands and you've got this same IPA you make year after year after year because everyone loves it but then that can't change. And then if the hops change that you put in it, then fuck, you gotta figure that out. And exactly. it's like, it's, yeah. it's kind of difficult. And yeah. it's, it's just a different uh, expectation. I, I think it's somewhere in the middle. Wine, everyone knows, 2009 is not gonna be like 2010 and it's cool. Yeah. And there's never a problem with that. Because <laughs> everything's always labeled, but with beer, it's it's not that kind of party. <laughs> absolutely, it's absolutely. World, man. And you know, like, and then if you wanna talk about wine a little bit, like, especially especially like w w like there's different techniques where you can you know like adding water to wine is something that's done in california you know right because they end up with like such like juicy sugary grapes you know like they end up with 16 percent wines you know like you gotta uh, dilute that you know yeah. drop some water right. and the opposite is is true in in burgundy you add sugar to your wine because your grapes are not sweet enough, you know? Mm. And then you end up with not enough alcohol in your wines, right. you know? And I'm not saying everybody does that there, but I mean, that's a region I know they do it, you know? Right. And they, they do it elsewhere, but, and then they come up like, and they, that's how they control. And, and then you go to Bordeaux and they add fucking, you know, oak ch chips in, in, <laughs> in their tank, you know? So right. it's woody, you know? It's Even like, what Asian. are you doing? You know, like, this is like, it's not a, a cake you're making, man. It's wine, you know? <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like, I mean, that that's... How they have to manipulate. So they have to manipulate. Everybody has to manipulate. But the beauty of it is like, the beauty of it is like, we're gonna make this again, and it's not gonna taste the same. But it's gonna be in the same spirit, you know, like yeah. And 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 and, and you're gonna be able to say, oh, it's gonna make you remember the last one, you know. And that's and then that, you appreciate that, that, it. That's, that's the fun what, of it. That's eh? what I, I think it, that matters, you know. Like when you drink, yeah. it's like it's not just like oh wow, it's it tastes the same as my last one. Yeah, exactly. No, it does exactly. Coors does that very good. Molson does it very good. McDonald's, yeah, like Anheuser Busch does it very good. Very you good. know, like. That's not what we're doing, you know? No. Yeah. It's a different game. Yeah. And I think, yeah, the, the generally, that's part of the education process that I guess all of us are participating in. That's who we're speaking to. We're speaking to the people who don't know that that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, the beer nerds, they have enough content. This is why we want to talk to the people who didn't know yeah. that that's, I'm like, oh, okay, so that's why it tastes a little different, sick. Yeah. And I think that's like a part of this education because people, I feel like the wine education is somewhat there just for the fact alone that everything has a year on it. You'll never see a bottle of wine that doesn't have a year on it. But beer, these special ones, every time. But then just the average thing, yeah, most brew pubs don't have that core brand that they can keep consistent. Yeah. And I, I don't know, that's the beauty of it, right? Like, wouldn't life be boring if it was the same all the time? Like, it's good that there's little changes. Yeah. And, and these little small things like that, like the Kolsch you said. One time you didn't have any whole melons. You're like, all right, let's put lemongrass in it. Lemon yeah. drop, I'm sorry. Yeah. And now it's slightly <laughs> different, but it's a phenomenal beer yeah. still. So like, I don't know. That's, uh, I feel like generally people would appreciate. Do you ever get any 
feedback positive or yeah, negative? Yeah, yeah, no, but sometimes, yeah, people, like customers, like, they, sometimes they would, you know, like, tell you, like, a comment, like, oh, the secret was better last time, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, like. Interesting. Yeah, that's, I, to be honest with you, like, well, thanks for telling me, you know, like, I'm glad you know. said. Yeah. Because you pay, you're paying attention, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good sign. Particularly. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. And, and this is from people as well. This is even, I think it means more from people coming in here because it's a brew pub that doesn't have the regular, like you only got special barrel aged stuff in bottles. Like they have to come here to get that beer. Mm -hmm. So that means they're coming back regularly enough to be like, yo, that's it. This, is this a new batch? Because this is different. Yeah. Like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, definitely. And like whether it's positive, because everyone has different, it's subjective. So you kind of be like, all right, well, dude didn't like it, but then these other guys said it's great. People said it's great, so. Yeah, it's a whole different game. It's we're just, we're just human beings, you know, in the end. Yeah. yeah. Trying to do something cool. Yeah. I love it. There you go. This is a fascinating conversation. <laughs> Brother, thank you so much, man. Hey, thank you. This it's is really, really such good. Such a pleasure to have you guys. Oh, man. Such a pleasure our to be pleasure. here. Pleasure is all ours. Um, Dom, where can we find you guys online? Where can everybody go and find uh, our reservoir? You mean like to, like a Whether email a website, address? Email, oh, uh, website, uh, social it, media. We have a very, like we have a, uh, a web page. Okay. And then uh, Instagram or uh, Facebook, basically. What's the website? The website is... Uh, uh, my God, man. <laughs> I never go to websites anymore. Yeah, who does? But right? I, I think it's uh, Brasseur Reservoir. Brasseur Reservoir? Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I think it's Le Reservoir on Instagram. No, it's Brasserie underscore Reservoir. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Brasserie yeah. Reservoir yeah, underscore. Exactly. And uh, Le Reservoir, I think, on Facebook, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and we're here and at what, what's the address? Duluth? 9 Duluth East. 9 Duluth East, literally nine. corner of uh, Saint Laurent. Number 9. Middle of the plateau, best plateau, uh, patio in the area. Yeah. Don't even get I'm into glad it was too. sunny, yeah? It's, it's, Yo, today it's, was awesome. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be rainy, like you said. And yeah. Nope. Um, a little bit of cloud for a second, then it came back. And then the sun came. Now I yeah. my hat around. This shit was burning. <laughs> I love it's it. perfect, I love man. It. Summer. Montreal turning wow. on. Guys, if you enjoyed the episode, smash the thumbs up. Hit subscribe below and hit the notification bell so you know when the new joints pop up. Follow us on social media at BOS Podcast and check out the long form audio so you can hear very attractive gentlemen like Dominic here <laughs> talk about wine and beer and food and just amazing things. Uh, that is it, guys. We'll see you in the next episode. Get it in ya. Cheers.